Good morning and welcome to Wanda's Picks, a black arts and cultural program of the African Sisters Media Network. And that was Nana Sula, and um, and the piece was called, or is called, Humanity. And uh, today we are honoring the survivors of the great storm 15 years ago, Hurricane Katrina and the levees breaking and flooding out New Orleans. And we have a couple of the survivors on the air presently, um, and we're also pouring libations for those who did not survive, and we're pouring libations for those that are in the diaspora who haven't been able to make it back home. And we're also remembering those brave people that marched on Washington on this day uh, to demand uh, equal justice and equal rights 
from this nation. And as you see, it's a struggle that continues. So welcome, Malik Rahim, uh, co-founder of Common Ground Relief, first responder in the floods from Algiers. How you doing, Malik? Oh, Wanda, I'm blessed. Great, sure excellent, excellent. <laughs> yeah, you what you call what what people call him OG, right? Oh well, well, uh, they call me not just an old head. Oh, I never heard of that. That's one. Right, old head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I got a young head sitting up in you here up here in Texas, so uh, that's what they call me <laughs> an old head. Oh, that's funny. Oh, here. Okay. <laughs> and we've got uh, Brother Parnell Herbert, um, who is a wonderful playwright and poet. And hopefully, you know, um, Herb, you might be able to, like, share a poem with us, maybe something that came out of that period and something now. And and you're also, um, wow, you've been so involved in the movement for, for liberation for our people that are, you know, locked up and locked down, and and both of you, you know, have, you know, gone through a lot of your own challenges, you know, and I'm so happy that you're able to join us and that your health is well, and yeah, thank you so much for joining us, um, Herb. I'm, I'm looking for your bio, but in the meantime, <laughs> this is uh, this is just off the top of my head right at the moment. Okay, you're welcome, Wanda, and thank you for having us on. Uh, I'm looking forward to the show. And uh, yeah, so, as always, brother, uh, her, yes, all sir. proud. All proud, my brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll just maybe, uh, before I read your bios, um, maybe you could maybe tell us, okay, so today is the 28th, and uh, and there are some storms happening right now. People are without electricity. People are evacuated. Um, and there's, you know, flooding. Um, so just, you know, maybe talk about, you know, today and and just reflecting on the years since, you know, because there have been other storms, big storms, you know, Rita and others whose names I can't recall because I'm not right there, you know, in, in um, hurricane country. But maybe you all could maybe uh, just reflect on this moment and and what it brings up for you, um, you know, in your in your body and in your heart. As you reflect on, wow, it's been 15 years. So much has, what, not changed? Or so much has changed? And if so, what has changed? And has it been a change for the better or not? Brother Malik, as they say, age before beauty. So you so you got it, my brother. <laughs> oh, this is a herb. Herb got jokes this morning. <laughs> Mentioned. Wow. His death was barely mentioned. 
at that rally. This is uh, the 28th is also the date of uh, the murder of Emmett Till. It was 65 wow. years ago. The big Emmett Till was murdered on the 28th. And if you would go to Mississippi right now, they probably uh, then changed the uh, the marker of where he was killed at, because uh, most of the time when you go by, it's bullet ready. Mm. You know. So again, I could remember when I think of Katrina, I think of that, and the reason why because on the twenty eighth of uh, August. And which again is a it's, no, it's cultural and spiritual month for me because uh, I classify this as Black August. Mm-hmm. And uh, during that time, you big people in this city was left in the same predicament they would have been in just uh, with Laura if we wouldn't have been blessed that this hurricane deviated just enough that we were spared. Because when Katrina happened on the 27th, I'm not talking about, I know it was on the 29th, but I'm going back to the 27th. Mm-hmm. When everybody was leaving this city, because the mayor had gave the order for those who can to evacuate, and everybody was leaving. You know, I mean, nobody was talking about what about those who cannot leave. What what you gonna do for them? Because then it wasn't even uh, decided that they was gonna open up the Superdome, let alone the convention center. On that twenty seventh, that's on the twenty seventh of August. On the 28th, the 50th anniversary of the murder of Emmett Till, hurricane, I'm talking about Katrina, it deviated just enough that it spared us, that we were spared from getting that direct hit that they thought we might have. We were spared. It it hit Perlington, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. But then... uh, You know, we wonder at least, you know, I wonder, you know, if we wasn't hit with this hurricane, if we were spared from being hit by Katrina, and we were on the the weakest side of Katrina, because the strongest side, the side where, where the strength is at, is on the eastern side of a hurricane. And that hit Mobile, uh, Biloxi, uh, Gulfport. You hit those Gulf that that area there. That didn't receive all the recognition because it wasn't New Orleans. You know. So again, why did this city flood? You know, and, and was we truly protected after spending fifteen billion dollars? Since Katrina on storm protection systems that can only withstand a category two. 
Now, Laura hit here as a four. So what is that saying? Twelve, I mean, $15 billion? How much of the wetlands we could have restored? I mean, right now we still have an oil spill, one that started with Hurricane Ike the year before Katrina. In 2004, that is still, as I'm speaking to you right now, it's still leaking. But when I think of uh, what's happening in in the past, it also... uh, Let me realize, and, and I hate to say it, you dig, that we didn't learn nothing from this disaster. I'll tell you, Brother Malik, uh, yeah, that was really powerful, but you put some history there that I didn't know, and I'm jotting it down as you speak. And you said, uh, what did they learn? I would say they did learn, but they just didn't implement the, the necessary things to cause some change, some positive change. So this city, and I was one of the ones I left on the, the 28th. I left the day before Katrina hit. My sister and I uh, were on the highway headed to Norfolk, Virginia, where my son was stationed in the Navy. And uh, in the route, we were listening to the radio, and we heard on the radio that terrific storm they had been talking about had dropped down from a Category 4 to a Category 1. And we started laughing at each other. Man, look at you running from a Category 1 hurricane because we had never uh, evacuated a hurricane before. And um, when by the time we got to... Uh, to, to Virginia, my son met us at the door, and he said, Dad, I'm real sorry for what's happening to New Orleans. I said, no, nothing's happening, but I dropped down to a Category 1, and we sit high and dry. He said, no, come and look at the news. And he brought me inside, and um, I saw the city flooding. I saw the floods uh, throughout the city, and it was almost unbelievable. And, and the floods were coming from my eyes the way they were coming in the city. And I knew that it was more to it than just the floods. And, I, and I, I'm saying I knew that I felt that way. And a lot of people I speak with today still feel that way. That was, uh, that hurricane was an act of God. But that flood was an act of man. They created that flood in the city. They wanted us out of there. They wanted us out of there so they could do what they have done now, which is gentrify our city. You know, after when I returned home from about three months later, I returned home uh, to see my house and what was left of it. Uh, the city was like like a ghost town, and there were flies and gnats just just flying around. I mean, it was unreal. It was unreal. But uh, 
something that we always said they wanted to increase the white population of this city, and that was their opportunity. They flooded us out, and while we were gone, a movement was created. It was called Rebuild New Orleans, and people came from all over the country to rebuild New Orleans, but they didn't say rebuild it for who. They did not rebuild the city for its population, its people, its natives. They rebuilt it for themselves. And it became like the, the old west. It had land rush and people on on covered wagons and horsebacks running in to claim their territory. Territory that was ours. And right now gentrification has pretty much taken taken a foothold in the city and they have created uh, all kinds of things to lure whites to the city. It's something that we never had before for uh, bike paths, bicycle trails uh, all through the, the city. They've taken a whole lane of traffic and dedicated that to bicycle riders. Uh, that was something to lure and induce whites to come. Look at the great bicycle trails we have here. Um, you know, we always used to joke about it when it's about when you see coffee shops and, and puppy washes and, and uh, all this stuff popping up in your neighborhood, be prepared because white folks are coming. And that's what's happened. So New Orleans, uh, and, and I don't think about this. I, I try not to think about it. I try to deal with things on the positive side. But uh, I, I guess being a little melancholy right now, at the 15th year of uh, a Katrina, anniversary of Katrina, we think of the damage, not the hurricane, but the aftermath, the man-made disaster. So anyway, uh, I don't want to just linger on that, uh, Wanda, but maybe you can lift this up a little bit. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, Malik Rahim, you know, Common Ground, you know, Relief, um, you know, that you are co-founder of was, you know, you weren't just um, uh, just waiting for the state to come in and 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 rescue our people. And uh, let me let me read uh, read your bios, and people can see, you know, how proactive, um, you know, you all were as opposed to just waiting for things to happen. You made things happen, you know, insofar as uh, setting up you know, having housing, uh, medical care. Um, I mean, you know, it was just food, you know, a place where people could get in touch with their relatives, you know, the uh, the phone center. I mean, you were all over the place and, you know, doing the work on, volu- you know, on uh, donations. I mean, there was there was no money coming in from any municipality, and, and you all saved a lot of lives. And then, you know, just remembering, you know, people that were, you know, incarcerated because they were letting people drown and thinking about that big Superdome and thinking about the people at Charity Hospital. I mean, yeah, there was a lot to do, and, and you all were really active. Um, Malik, you were very active, particularly, you know, with Common Ground, had people coming in from all over the country to uh, to help. And, uh, and this was um, 
uh, was the George W. Bush and Condoleezza Rice. That was, you know, that was under their their watch, as well as you know people. I don't remember who the governor was, but anyway, let me read your bio. Malik Rahim joined the Black Panther. Hmm? Who was it? Uh, governor Blanco. Right. Yeah. Kathleen <laughs> Blanco. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Malik Rahim joined the Black Panther Party during the Civil Rights Movement and was a leader in the New Orleans Panthers by 1970. His house became the depository for the chapter. Through the Panthers, he participated in the free breakfast program for children, political education classes, facilitation of free medical care, and neighborhood cleanup and empowerment programs. Ever since, he has continued to be involved in community organizing against the death penalty, against solitary confinement on a national and international level. You could talk about Angola three to Malik um, when we when we uh, I finish reading the bios. In 2005, Rahim co-founded the Common Ground Collective within his house, where he still resides on Atlantic Avenue in New Orleans, Louisiana. The house and the vehicles on the property were used to house thousands of volunteers, store materials, and for the planning and execution of rescue efforts immediately following Hurricane Katrina. Rahim continues to be an activist and community leader while his house is both a memorial to past civil rights movements and current center for post-Katrina support and organizing efforts in New Orleans. And I'm reading that from sitesofconscience.org. Folks want to go check it out, that website. And um, our other guest, uh, Parnell Herbert, is is a 71-year-old playwright, producer, Born in New Orleans, Charity Hospital, and raised in Lafitte Projects. Yeah. Hey, for Charity Hospital and Lafitte Projects. <laughs> I was born there. <laughs> the youngest of five children to Mrs. Marie P. Herbert. At the young age of 17, Parnell followed in the footsteps of his two older brothers, Clifford and Nelson, by joining the U.S. Navy, where he served his four-year enlistment abroad aboard the aircraft carrier USS Ranger. There he worked the flight refueling aircraft during the Vietnam War. He made three cruises to Vietnam. Shortly after his enlistment expired, he became a proud married father of a daughter, Shawan, and a son, Taj, and is now the grandfather of two, Alicia and Amani. Um, Herbert worked for and retired from AT&T as a telephone repairman and lineman. Upon his retirement, uh, Herbert, inspired by his mother's activism, became full-time activist community organizer. He formed his company, Poetic Panther Productions, where he staged two plays. And uh, <laughs> and I met you um, through, I believe, um, uh, Robert King, um, who at that point was the only free member of Angola 3. And since then, um, uh, Herman, Herman Wallace, he passed, but he was free before he died, so he didn't die in captivity, I shade to his memory. And Albert Woodfox is free, and there's so many other brothers, you know, we need to liberate, So um, and others who have passed, so I shade to their memories as well. So, um, uh, Herb, do you want to um, maybe talk about, you know, some of your work um, uh, since Katrina and... Um, Anything, um, you know, sort of related to that that you're working on presently? Sure, Wanda. Um, well, you know, uh, you mentioned 
well, my resume, uh, my bio shows that I am a playwright. I became a playwright uh, because it's something I've always wanted to do. And uh, I got involved with what was my favorite uh, cause, then go to three, which Malik is a brother who brought that to the attention of people throughout the world. Because uh, Malik can tell you that story a little later. My daughter, uh, who was a poet, came home one night and told me she met a man who said he had been in solitary confinement for 29 years. And when she said that, I told her, no, baby, nobody's been in solitary confinement for 29 years. She said, well, this man, was, and his name was Robert King, and he was there with uh, two other men, Herman Wallace and Albert Woodbox. I said, wait a minute, I grew up with a guy named Albert Woodbox. But uh, it had been so many years since I'd seen a hood of Woodbox, I thought the brother was deceased. But with that, uh, she took that opportunity to get me, I guess, to bring me out of being a, a Neanderthal, wanted to bring me into the world of the Internet. And she had me sit at the computer and showed me how to turn it on and, and to Google the name Albert Woodbox. And when I Googled his name, it was him. It was Fox, the guy I grew up with. Uh, he was a part of are a member of the Angola Three. Um, and you mentioned uh, Herman Wallace. Herman Wallace was released, exonerated and released, uh, and three days after his release, he died from uh, cancer. So, you know, a lot of people look at that and say, you know, well, that's cold, you know, brother, you just got his freedom, and he died. I said, well, you know, he got his freedom and he died, but that was a win for him because his mission was to die a free man, and he did that. So, mm-hmm. again, other stuff that I've been involved in. Albert Woodbox, mm-hmm. during one of my visits with him, mentioned a guy named John Thompson, called J.T. And J.T. Yeah. had been up there with them. J.T. was on death row. Well, he was framed for a murder he did not commit. Mm-hmm. When Fox told me about J.T., he asked me to seek him out and to do what I could with him. I did that. I brought J.T. out. We became friends. I began working with him at his uh, organization, Ray, Resurrection After Exoneration, where he, as an exonerated man, wrongfully incarcerated, exonerated man, he began this organization to help other men who were like him uh, framed and released, exonerated. So with that, uh, that became my mission, you know, to work with J.T. and uh, the resurrected brothers who have been released and also work with Angola Three. So we went through all this stuff uh, I'm kind of thrown off right now. There's a lot of stuff that I got involved in. I got involved in a lot of different things in the community. But uh, those were the two big ones. Those were the things that that I worked on on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I also worked with uh, Ron Ron Chisholm with the People's Institute for Survival and Beyond. 
uh, on doing a racism organization. And that's that's been around, you know, right now we're here in uh, systemic and institutionalized racism. So Ryan and the People's Institute have been preaching that for 40 years. And during that 40 years, they've been to every state in the nation. Also been to uh, London, England, uh, South Africa, uh, a couple other places. But again, they've been been preaching and teaching about systemic and institutionalized racism. And one of the things they said in the workshop is if we take all the people that we call racist and put them on a space shuttle, shoot them all out of space somewhere, destination unknown, just get them off of here, would racism go away? And the answer is no, because it's not the individuals the system that was created to hold this construct in place. So again, those are uh, a few of the things that I've been doing since I've been out here. I'm uh, so happy, Brother Malik, I heard you say just now, uh, Mitchell and W.D. Du Bois, and nothing's being said. Well, I did see something on the news this morning about Mitchell. Um, what may be something, Malik, you and I can look at for next year. Uh, you know, that's the only way something's going to happen if uh, someone pick up the mantle and begin to work on it. So we'll talk later, Malik, and we'll see. All right. Anytime. Anytime. All right, son. Yeah. Before, before um, Malik, you comment, and then you can comment on him because everybody knew um, Brother John Thompson. I mean, he, JT, and he... You know, he got out running, right? I mean, after spending all that time locked up and, and he was innocent, you know, um, uh, you know, to be able to, like, help, help you know, people coming out. And um, and I remember I went to uh, to the funeral of, um, of one of the men who, um, who had gotten out. Gosh, um, he spent, like, so many years, and, um, and one of the uh, big chief um was was there at the uh, the funeral it was before albert got out and i hadn't uh, had a chance to uh, meet jt before but i had spoken to him on one of these um uh hurricane katrina um i guess um memorials um and i'm not sure which one and i had read his book it was just so riveting like how the state just continued to deny you know um that they had locked up the wrong person, you know, for all those years. I mean, all of his, his youth and, you know, just, it was just really terrible. And um and so anyway, it was just so wonderful seeing him and 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 he spoke, you know, because this was someone who was a good friend as well as he had come through um through his organization. So I just wanted to um uh to pour, you know, uh, a verbal libation for him. And and how um how how is this organization doing? Um, and um, and are you all are you still in touch with uh, with with them? Um, well, actually, there's no activity going on. Nothing's going on with that organization since JT's uh, demise. I unfortunately was out of state when JT passed. My son was having surgery in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was with him, but. Uh, Prior to 
JT is passing. I attended a meeting with uh, JT, his son, Dedrick, and uh, his sister, Mummy, I can't think of her last name. But uh, they were trying to set something up at that time so that this movement would continue without him. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, his passing was so sudden, I don't know if they ever, but I don't think they ever got uh, got that off the ground again. So mm. it's wow. a very, very needed and noble cause. And I would like, in fact, you've inspired me, Wanda, I'm going to call this sign Dedrick today and uh, find out what I can about it and see what we can do to get it back on its feet if there's a chance of doing it. Debbie could be the one to, to go to. Yeah. Wow, I hadn't realized he was so young. Gosh, he was only 55 when he died. Dang. Because I know he had a heart attack. It was like, whoa. He's, I was just like, I couldn't believe it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah 1962 yeah, to, 19, to 2017. Yeah. Yeah, like Malik said, he's an old head and, and he's got a young head in there. Well, that's how mm-hmm. he used to refer to me as old man. <laughs> And I called him young blood, and, and that was just something that that we both loved about each other. You know, we just mm-hmm. he appreciated uh, me and the work that I was doing and my age, and I appreciated him the work that he was doing and what he had gone through, because yes, he actually spent 18 years in Angola State Penitentiary, uh, mm-hmm. 15 of those years were on death row for a murder he did not commit and he was uh, he received during that 15 year period that he received seven execution dates so that means mm-hmm. seven times they said okay you're going to die in the next couple right. weeks and mm-hmm. a couple weeks later they come back and say well we're not going to kill you today we'll uh, let you know what's happening later and then they come back again and again and again, seven times, you know, they, they, it was like a mm-hmm. mind game. They were playing with this man. Uh, it was just a very cruel and calculated thing. But uh, anyway, JT was able to prove his innocence, was exonerated and released. And as we said, wanted to hit the ground running because he was he had his stuff to do. He had a mission, and uh, and he stayed on top of it. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the name of his organization, Resurrection After Exoneration. And and you know, Malik, I think you could talk to that um, because you know, in your in your work um, in establishing you know uh, the chapter of the uh, Black Panther Party and you know that shootout on Desire, right? I mean, it was just like you know, people just can't leave you alone to do the good work, right? It's like, what's up with this government? You know, what's up with the municipality of New Orleans, what's up with these police that, you know, uh, arrest people and torture them? Um, you know, someone I think recently was shot there in New Orleans. I don't know if the person was killed or injured, but, you know, black folks are getting getting killed, getting shot. And this particular movement for black lives, I was wondering if you maybe might want to speak to that. And I know you ran for governor on the Green Party you ticket, and, and then you um, – um, were um, looking to, um, you actually you did, you established, because of your, the great work of Common Ground Relief, 
um, you were looking at, uh, you know, disaster preparedness and, you know, people would call you when something was going to be happening and you could, you know, you and your folks could go to these particular places and teach people how to prepare for disaster, similar to what they do in Cuba, right? Um, they they don't ever lose people. They don't lose, they don't use their pets. I mean, they're like really organized and we could be the same way. Um, it's just um, there's no will, unfortunately. Well, I'm going to tell you, Wanda, there's a will. And the will mm-hmm. is to prevent it from happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, you know, ever since uh, Governor McKitty uh, made the statement that he would never allow the Black Panther and that Black Pantherism to... Uh, to get established in his state, it has always been that law enforcement effort pressing. You know, uh, Albert is out the last of the Angola three. You know, but he. But look how long it took. Yeah. And look, mm-hmm. and look what kind of example. They was able to use of him. Fuck this system, and we had throw you away like we throwing them away. Mm-hmm. Stand up for justice, and this is what we gonna do to you. Speak out, and this is what happened. I mean, they didn't give him a, a we are sorry. Albert, and, and, and I want to say this, it was the global effort that got Albert out, not the local. Mm-hmm. It was the global effort, Amnesty International, and others who stood up and said, well, hey, this will not be tolerated, that we're going to stand up and say that that, that this incarceration Of these men is is, is is beyond being criminal. But look what it did. For over forty years it has made sure that that no one wanna get involved in that black pantherism. It depraved us as being racist. Uh that uh, that if we was out to to kill all white folks, and this is an image that's still projected to some today. I mean, uh, somebody say, "Well, yeah, well, Albert is out, King is out, and Herman, even though he died." He died free. But if Herman would have lived another day, he would have died in prison. Because they were about to rearrest him. If he wouldn't have died on the 4th of of, uh, October and would have died on the 5th of October, he would have died back in prison. I mean, 
and when we talk about these injustices. And and I'm gonna tell you the gentrification of New Orleans, it didn't begin after Hurricane Katrina. It was going on way before Hurricane Katrina. That's all you gotta look at is what happened to the Saint Thomas project. But nobody wanted to stand up for the project because that's those people in the project, you know. And then it then it just systematically grew. And, and you know, sometimes we got to stop partying and start looking around us. You know, I mean, to see just what just what is happening. You cannot wait until it's too late to do anything. And allergies. You got the movie industry in here. They don't hire nobody from the community. They don't donate nothing to the community. They isolate themselves while they're making these damn movies here. You dig? And don't do nothing except now a person who's been living here all their lives can't even afford an apartment in their own community. Because it's pricing it out of reach You can't let alone talk about Buying a home here The the taxes is going up so much That right now almost Four months of my uh, year salary My my year income Is spent on taxes I mean this is what And that's happening right now that's the hurricane that did hit New Orleans. Right. I saw it happen, and I saw it happen here, and I and I, I witnessed it ha- happening in San Francisco. And we failed uh, to get up and in, 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 in talking about getting involved in the struggle to save our community. Now the community has changed. You go to San Francisco now, and and only a few call it the Filmo. Or the most. Now it's the Western edition. Mm. You know? And it's going to happen here because we didn't learn. We didn't learn when we seen it happen in, 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 in San Francisco. When we seen it happen in Harlem. Right. We ain't said we ain't did nothing. You know, what, what elected officials try to change things? You know, what community group is really working to talk about changing? Or, or is it putting up safeguards? What community development corporation exists in New Orleans that is talking about truly changing this and making sure that it don't happen, that we don't go the way of, of San Francisco and, 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 and New York? Because the saddest thing that you want to see is, is go to... Uh, San Francisco on any Sunday morning and you see people come to church but they no longer is coming from San Francisco or from a neighborhood in San Francisco they're coming from outside county and they sit down and talk about what the community used to be you know what I mean? We were spared. We were just spared because I'm, and I know I'm I'm, I'm kind of going off because 
Because I'm going to tell you, Wanda, it makes me angry. Mm-hmm. If that hurricane would have hit New Orleans, it would have caught us in the same dilemma, in a worse dilemma, really, than uh, Katrina. Because we wouldn't have had time to evacuate. And everybody was basically hunkering down. And and you and you tell me that you can hunker down in 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 wooden structures in the midst of a Category Four hurricane. Not one school was open for uh, emergency shelter when they said this thing was hit was coming here. You dig not one church. You dig not one not one city building. But you're going to tell people to hunker down you see, at the end of the month when most people is broke, especially if it's the beginning of, again, another school year. Mm-hmm. The same way it caught us with Katrina. You see, the only thing we were spared, and, I, and, listen, I, and, and, and listen, I pray for those that, uh, that was impacted by this hurricane. By Laura, but I know what if Laura would have hit uh, New Orleans right now, I wouldn't be speaking to you. Right. You It's only by God's grace that we were spared, you know. And and we have to start understanding and getting prepared. See, I'm gonna tell you, we gonna be hit by uh, disasters. I don't care where you go at on this earth. It's going to be something. It could be earthquakes. You think it could be a tornado. And it could be a hurricane. It's going to be something. But you we have to be prepared for it. Not waiting until it happens. Yeah, a lot of people might say, yeah. If uh, if it would happen, uh, you know, I I, I got this. I'm, I'm capable of doing this, and I'm capable of doing that. But what about your community? Can your community survive? Do you is there a community plan on 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 how this community, if people choose to, that there's another alternative? Is they're working with the fire, uh, uh, the police department, or is they looking at the police and the firemen as enemies? Because always remember, in the aftermath of Katrina, firemen had guns. So again, we have to get prepared, and we have to understand how did we survive the influenza flu. As they always talk about in in in, in 1918, without understanding how that flu became a pandemic, and especially a, a crisis in America, how black troops coming back from from uh, from France uh, after World War One. Was literally many of them was beaten out of their out of their uniform because they were declared as carriers of this flu. 
Look at the uh, 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 1919, the summer of 1919. But then you look at what happened in 1920, when the Honorable Marcus Garvey and, and Queen Henrietta Davis mm-hmm. came together in the midst of this pandemic and uh, of, of that flu and formed the Black Nursing Corps which saved thousands of our lives. Because when you look at those death, uh, those who died from uh, from that influenza flu, many times our death was excluded. But we learned how to survive. Because when the vaccine came for them, you think, oh, we was far down the list. You know, we never touched uh, on on some of the racism that that is embedded in this nation. But you now, know, crisis has become far far more serious than that racism. You know, how can we survive on this planet? Mm-hmm. You know, how can you know, we come together and say that we can survive on this planet? When you mentioned the racism was not the only thing, uh, Malik, classism is the next part of it. You know, even, um, I guess, blacks who are considered wealthy are more acceptable than those of us who are not. Uh, the racism is here. It's always been here. I don't know what can be done to change it or correct it. The work that the People's Institute is doing being very, uh, very proactive, but it's only a small group of people. And being prepared, Malik, is something that you and I know that that we're going to have to do ourselves because the the local officials are not doing anything. It's on us. It's always been on us. Well, on well I'm going to tell you one of the things that that I'm working with now. As we have our emergency response team, we are not talking about how can we plan. We cannot say that we are capable of of of, uh, of doing this where we could cover the entire uh, black population of the city of New Orleans. Because everything that we are doing, we are doing on our own. But if we was in a government, in a city, that people was talking about it because I always function under the five P's, proper planning, prevent poor performance. You think, and I apply that to just about anything. And and I know if we're going to survive these hurricanes, just like Wanda said, you dig, we have to do what the Cubans have done. We ain't got to create nothing. We just mm-hmm. got to right. do it because it's already, it's already there. Examples is there. You think we don't need to get caught uh, in this city knowing that we're going to get hit with a hurricane and, 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 and it's not prepared as a community, as a church, as a mosque, as a temple. We shouldn't be uh, caught off guard. You dig? And if you are non-believer, you dig, then as whatever civic center that exists in your community. It shouldn't be that that uh that people will tell you, uh, I want you to hunker down 
and and uh, and at the last minute, you dig you bringing people because I'm gonna tell you, we treating those that have evacuated from from Lake Charles are far better than we was treated when we had to evacuate. For sure. You know, I mean, yeah. so again, and our community should be right there to show them that these people that 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 that's going going back to nothing. Because if you've seen with it, because how it has always been in America, especially in the South, that when a white person have a cold, we got pneumonia. Right. See, and so again, you know, these people when you look at downtown. Uh, Lake Charles. You dig and see if downtown is towed up, then imagine how the ghetto is. You know, so these people, when they leave from here, they're going back to nothing. The little that they had, they couldn't bring with them. And and, and as all people here, the, the greatest investment is in your home. And when you yeah. left your home, and that's all you have is what you could put on your lap. And you go back and now everything is gone. Who is that? Who is those that going to uh, listen to it? Where is that ear? Who going to help them through that trauma? Because don't tell me it's not a traumatic experience. Who going to help them? That's why we got to get involved, Wanda. That's why we got to come as 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 those of us of conscious. I'm not talking about the ones of us that sleep. I'm talking about those of us of conscious. We got to come together. We got to start networking with each other. You see, we got to make sure that the mechanism exists that never again it will. What happened 15 years ago in Katrina? Because with all the racism that we went through during Jim Crowism, our apartheid, we never lost as many people or for one event than we lost off for Katrina in that night war. And we are not paying homage to it. We went on with the essence. But ask, ask anybody who has been here for the essence. Did they go visit the Ninth Ward? Did they try to do anything to help this community? They all got churches in the in the night in the lower Ninth Ward that's not rebuilt. Much of the property been been taken from uh, the current. I mean the old. Uh, a pre uh, Katrina homeowner. Oh well, we didn't do the secession. Now we want you to still pay taxes, but you can't live there. And then when they take the property, they give it away. Make it out of pocket. What they give it to the people they want to have in the city? You know, they, they know how when they drove us out. The plan was on the table, just like you said, Malik. Uh, the St. Thomas Project was a great example, and also the uh, Lafitte and Abbeville projects. Because prior to Katrina, 
St. Thomas, St. Bernard, Desire, uh, Florida, all these projects were on the on the chopping board. But then, uh, in the aftermath of Katrina, they literally forced people out of the Lafitte and Abbeville projects. They forced them out, and while they were gone, demolished the projects. They didn't even allow people to come back in to get their belongings. U.S. Marshals, uh, uh, sheriff's deputies, New Orleans police, National Guard, they all went and knocked on people's doors and told them, you got 10 minutes to get out of here. And people had to grab what they could get. And was like coming right police. behind them, and was coming right behind them, putting them steel plates on the doors and windows. Right. To make, to make sure, sure no that they couldn't get in. Right, right. You know, yeah, so it's, uh, it's definitely something that, that we needed to learn from. Um, and, uh, it's, again, it's the people who care and not depending on the establishment of a local government. You know, I'm looking at the time right now, Wanda, and you asked me about a poem. Yeah. I actually right. just told one. I'd like to do this mm-hmm. one right now. I think it's very timely. Right. Okay, the title of this piece is People of No Remorse. Okay. And ironically, I wrote this on August 29th, 1999. Each mm. year, Mother Nature mourned with the motherland, sharing with her the pain only a mother could understand. Bestowing a gentle breeze on Mother Africa's ivory coast, bestowing blessings on the souls of Mother Africa's children's ghosts. Their moans become wind, their tears become rain, their stare both to lightning. They share the thunderous pain. Mother Nature dispatches with great disdain a child of her own to become a hurricane. The path to destruction has already been paved with black bodies to see so graciously saved. Africans sought escape, back home or die. Mothers go up after their infants, starve, too weak to cry. Africans died of disease in the halls of these ships. Forced to live in their own refuse, beaten daily with whips. These are the bodies that live the course of the motherland's revenge on the people of no remorse. From the gentle breeze off African shores to the land of descendants, European thieves and whores, Mother Nature sends more children year after year that the people of no remorse feel the pain and know the fear. Her children follow the trail across the Atlantic Ocean. The thought of so many black bodies fills the breeze with emotion. The breeze absorbs the souls from the watery grave, the path many black lives to sacrifice to faith. The spirits are inhaled, the breeze gains strength as it casually drifts the ocean's length. The storm stalls to respect the deceased. As more souls join, the storm's power increases. How many lives were lost on these ocean floors? How could anyone return again and again, abducting more and more and more? Who could pack human beings on a ship so tight? Who could bring atrocities to such horrendous heights? For every three they brought aboard, only two would survive. One of three would die. Two would be barely alive. Tears become rain. Moans become wind. The storm begins to move again. The souls all gather in the eye of the storm. No rain, no wind, just an eerie calm. 
Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, all welcome to ship the human cargo, all ports of call, all fear is a strong soul. The storm battles the coast with rain and wind, eroding the coastline until it decides to move in. Nothing can stop the dead of the sea. None can control the powers that be, following the path for the people to be called slaves, battling the shores of America with winds and waves. Year after year, the hurricanes return, allowing souls to lash out with the vengeance they yearn. Tidal waves, tornadoes, floods, and wind, angry souls lash out again and again. As these souls have punished the land they aggress, like their bodies and minds, their souls can rest. Many souls await the occasion. They will steer the course to extract their revenge on the land and the people of no remorse. Mm. Okay, that's ah, it. That was beautiful. Yes, thank you so much, um, both of you. And I wanted to know if you could give um, our listeners contact information because, you know, Malik mentioned about organizing. And um, so I want to make sure that, you know, people can be in touch with you so they can, if they, you know, want to support your efforts, they they can do that. Well, uh, my my phone number is 504-252-3743. My email is uh, malik.rahim17 at gmail. I'm uh, trying to put uh, the Facebook thing to work now, but because uh, uh, right now I'm here with a with a partner of mine who was uh, one of the first to come down here to volunteer, Dennis Klein. So uh, we are doing we we we've been doing a little podcast. So uh, mm-hmm. pretty soon you'll be hearing more about that. But again, uh, we do that pro- that podcast from right off of the park. And we be hitting on a lot of these subjects. And uh, one day we're going to have you and, uh, and her, uh, Pernell, on it. You dig? So we can really talk about doing But, uh, you know, any anyone can can, uh, can contact me. Uh, tomorrow we are doing an event. It's going to be online uh, because of this pandemic. But we are doing an event uh, called Katrina 15 or K15, and uh, and I've been honored and blessed to be the keynote speaker at this event. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's something that we have that's going, and, and and believe it or not, this this is the first of the Katrina events that I've been even asked to speak. Mm. You know, so again, Shocking. you know, it's it's been uh, it's been really a blessing. You know. mm-hmm. So again, yeah. we're gonna we're, uh, yeah we're gonna be speaking to um to brother uh, uh, Seth uh, four five um in the next part of the program, and he's the one that organizes the uh, the marches. You know, I guess for fourteen years now, um, mm-hmm. uh, in honor of of um, the survivors and those who lost their lives. You know, in this great storm. But um, I wanted to ask you, Malik, what time is the um, Katrina 15 um, tomorrow. It would be. Uh, it would start and and, and uh, this event is is 
is uh, sponsored by the Gulf Coast Law, the Gulf Coast Center for Policy, the Gulf Coast Center for Law and Policy. And uh, okay. I can't think of Carletta okay. last name. I was trying to think of it. But uh, uh, a young brother by the name of Troy Robertson has mm-hmm. been coordinating this event. And this is one okay. that uh, that will, and it's not just a New Orleans event. And, it's know, a whole song. Uh, we covering, we covering from Florida all the way around to Texas. Good. Okay. You know, so uh, we're hoping to... And it's been it begin uh again tomorrow morning at ten o'clock our time, so that would be what eight o'clock your time right yeah and, uh, okay yeah, we're gonna have uh workshops I can send her a link yeah uh, oh that'd be uh, great we'll send, send you a link you. that'd be super okay uh, all right, that sounds great, yeah, cool, so uh ten o'clock central time, awesome. That's going to be great. Congratulations on the keynote, um, Malik. You deserve it. You are a wealth of information. And, um, yeah, really, really happy that you could join us today to, um, you know, to reflect on, you know, the time we're in presently. We didn't get a chance to talk about the pandemic, but I'm sure our next guest will be able to pick that part up, too, um, because you know. I um, want to say this. I want to say this before you go, Wanda. Uh-huh. You have always been there. You know, I mean, uh, very few wanted to hear what I had to say, but you was always one of that few. You know, uh, the essence of a, of a reporter, a person, uh, a commentator, is you. Because of how you have stood for justice within our community, where when and and giving respect to those that the power that be don't want to see happen. So uh, again, you know, I'll I'll applaud your effort. And any time that you call on me, you know, there's nowhere in the world I could ever say no. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Malik. Yeah, because you told you you said yes like quickly. You, you just was like you didn't even have to think about it. So I appreciate I appreciate uh, you know um, you know that that you um, you hold me in that kind of regard. And yeah, you're definitely a wealth of 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 knowledge. But you know, you're also a great example of a person who you know is about the work. You know, I, I'll never forget you know, going into the ninth ward and seeing how you were training the young people to be able to have um have a skill in the rebuilding. You know, they, they you know, a lot of the young people didn't you know, they were young, so they didn't know how they didn't have any job skills and you were like training them how to how to redo housing and, you know, um do the landscaping and it was just really, really beautiful. And then you had like the political education and you were feeding people and you were housing people, you know, just sort of philosophically you know, you said how rooted you were in in the um, in the tenets of the Black Panther Party. You know, philosophically as well as the organization. So, yeah. So, thank you for your work, and thank you, Parnell, for for your work, and thanks for the poem. And um, yeah, and have a good rest of the day. And and you know, I hope that you 
you remain, you know, safe and well. And uh, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow um, at the Gulf Coast Center for uh, Law and Policies Program, um, looking at Katrina 15, 15, 15. Yeah, um, and throughout the Gulf. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll, I'll put I'll you post her. Okay, bro. I'm looking forward to it. All right. You take All good right. care, both of you. All right. Okay, All right. thank you. You'll be safe. All right, peace and blessings. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Oh, wow. No more weeping mothers as their child's body lie in the street. No more hate from those whose tailor suits still resemble hooded white sheets. If God is willing and the creek don't rise. No more closing schools in all black neighborhoods meant to teach. No more lying about the numbers they said they couldn't reach. If God is willing and the creek don't rise. No more nightmares of breaching levees, black waters that did come murder and drown. No more silence, tea parties, racial division, poverty. Yes, we can. The payments we will pound if God is willing and the creek don't rise. No more leaving poor folks to die because they cannot afford medical care. No more singing, we shall overcome, because we're already there. No more political pushers who use our time to sell their lives. No more sacrificing the American people, leaving us with nothing but size. No more total audacity, explosive fire is gone. Bodies are nine plus two. No more corporate all wanting their lives back. Indictment of criminal charges. The whole damn crew. No more use of our Gulf Coast waters, wetlands, heritage, and soil. No more up yours, Louisiana. But we all know there's blood in that BPR. If God is willing and a creek don't rise. <laughs> uh, that's um, that's Sister uh, Phyllis Montana LeBlanc. And um, and from the film, Spike Lee film, which is um, the uh, sequel, we call it a sequel, to um, When the Levees Broke, If God is Willing and the Creek Don't Rise, is a saying that uh, Spike Lee says that his, his grandmother would say, um, his grandmother put him through, um, he said, NYU and also film school. And she would say when, because they would talk every day, and she said, well, if you know, if God is willing and the creek don't rise, you know, we'll be able to speak tomorrow. So I wanted to um, open this next section uh, of the program with that poem, and I want to welcome uh, Nada Sula Spirit into the uh, studio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Wanda Shabir. How are you doing this morning, my sister? Oh, it's always a pleasure to hear your voice. Live. You just, I just love you, sister. You're just so wonderful. I love you, too. You know, I want to, before we even go on any further, I want to amen with uh, Brother Malik, who I deeply respect and honor, Brother Malik. Uh, what, he, what Brother Malik said about you is so very true, Wanda, because I think we met around maybe the first my offer when I went to open. I'm not even sure when we met. But you have always been that light that when I turn around the corner, you're like, ding, I'm here. Okay, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you handle this? And you know, can can you participate in this? You just have always been present, and you have a a resilient spirit that is just is peaceful. You know, you bring peace when you come, and you bring truth, and you bring integrity, and you bring all those good things that you said, and what I want to say too. So, you know, God bless you, sister. Thank you. I want to say that first. 
<laughs> oh, you're welcome. Um, but you all, you know, you seem to forget that you know, I was born in New Orleans, a charity hospital. I might, I might have been raised mm. free on, you know, in San Francisco, but you know, you all are my people. <laughs> and and good morning, um, Baba Luther Gray. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning, Sula. Good morning, uh, Luther. How yes. you doing, my friend? I want to echo what yeah. Mama uh, Nana Sula just said about you, Wanda, because uh, you, like you say, you you definitely have some deep Louisiana roots. Because I mean, we were doing that 1811 slavery vote. You call it Luther. I'm I'm coming there. I'm coming down. I'm going to be in the march. You was there too. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a long walk to freedom, right? <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Yeah, I bet it was for the ancestors. Yeah, I was like about 20, 20 miles of walking over two days. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing sure experience. Was. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Yeah. And and I don't recognize the number. I don't know. Is that is that you, um, Brother Seth? No, this is uh, another person. I just came across your show. And oh, okay. uh, my name is uh, Brother Warren, and I also have a program here on the block talk station i had just finished the show and i was looking to see what shows were on i stumbled across your show read the description and and was very excited that uh, there's a there's a, a a conscious show on blog talk radio uh that i come across uh my show is called new orleans wake up and uh i'm i'm just so excited i came across your show and i pressed the follow i'll be following your show and uh would like to network with you Okay, super, super. So if I could ask you to, um, um, I'm trying to, because I don't know which one is your number. <laughs> oh, the uh, three, uh, four seven five six. Okay, cool, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining, um, and I'll check you out as well. Yes, uh, New Orleans Wake Up is what it's called. And is there a way I can email you or contact you? Because I'm I'm in New Orleans and and I really to be honest with you wasn't familiar with you but all the guests that you had on I'm familiar with all of them. <laughs> oh okay. Well right. yeah of course if you're there. Yeah well what you can do is um just just um blog me you know like put something in the blog and uh, I'll get in touch with you and I'll get in touch with you no problem. Oh okay and I'm gonna continue to listen to your program on a computer. Okay. okay Thank super. you so much. Enjoy. No problem. Thank you. Oh, that's nice. Um, and then I have, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if this is our brother because I don't know this prefix. <laughs> so while oh. I check out um, this this other guest whom I don't know um, the prefix, because uh, Seth did say he was going to join us to talk about his work in that, that parade, parade, not parade, but the march that he's been doing all these years. Um, maybe um, I Maybe both of you all could maybe sort of reflect on today and where we are um, and, you know, on the eve of the, uh, gosh, the 15th anniversary of um, the Great Storm and, um, you know, sort of what what's going through your mind and body at this point. Well, uh, you go first. Go ahead. No, so the ladies first. Go ahead, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, little Leo. Um, 
Yeah, well, I mean, I can just say that I just feel like, um, you know, Katrina was a big wake-up call for many people, and it was a, a, almost like a, a, a basic training for what the world is seeing now and what we will see in the future. You know, we all had to um, – it was like a, a great cleansing for the earth, a great cleansing for New Orleans, a great cleansing. You know, so many lives were lost. And it's, it's interesting that we are now in this other – pandemic situation that makes us feel sort of the same, that it's a great, like a sweeping, you know, many, many die during Katrina. Many, many have died during this thing. And uh, we're learning how to survive as a people. We're learning to go back into our grandmother's traditions, grandfather's traditions, and how to, you know, eat from the earth and survive from the earth and grow food again. So certain things here as tragedies, but actually are things that catapult us into another uh, thing, and we pray a higher thing. So uh, it's interesting to see how we have progressed as a people, even through this pandemic. So many people were going back to grandmother's medicine, to mama's medicine, to grandfather's medicine, growing food. I've been very uh, impressed with our resilient spirit once again, that we are able to just, you know, go back to the earth and recharge and get what we need and go back to even, you know, working with our hands again rather than working for people again. So there's been, you know, many shifts in consciousness that I've seen, even though it's been some real deep pains in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I just wanted to mention, um, Anamasula, that, we played humanity um, at the opening of the show at the beginning, the first hour, and uh, and you know you're just joining us now. But that that particular song sort of called in uh, Babalu Aye, and I was wondering mm-hmm. if you maybe maybe you could maybe talk a little bit about about that piece, and and then um, uh, Baba Luther, you can continue um, sort of your reflection. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You want me to talk about the Baba Luaye piece? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. Um, yeah, well, that song uh, is something that um, it became very important that I have that on my CD, that, the CD that I um, put out in 2018. No, I'm sorry, 2019, uh, Journey Within. That particular CD starts with Healing Humanity, and that was important because I I, I can just see that Again, Babalu Aye was coming. Babalu Aye is also my father um, in the Ifa tradition, so I have a, a strong affinity and love, Babalu Aye. And as people who are calling on ancient medicine, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that time, you know, and, and Babalu Aye is coming with this beautiful broom to sweep us and cleanse us and purify us. And um, I really felt it was important to put that out into the world because we pray that we are being healed and be, we are being taken higher. And even through all this pain and all of this healing and all of this nonsense on the earth, there's been still an awakening within people's consciousness. And so Babalu is the guardian of that in the Orisha tradition, the guardian of, of um, healing and wellness and also the one that comes to sweep and remove pestilence from the earth, illness from the earth, illness from us. So Babalu Aye becomes really important as a father 
in this time, as a guardian spirit in this time, uh, because many people fear speaking about Baba Lulaya because they fear maybe some illness will come. No, 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 that is the opposite. It is the opposite. The spirit of Baba Lulaya comes to heal us when we call upon Baba Lulaya and the, the energy of all those that come to sweep us. But we also have to realize that sometimes some of the healing comes with some inner healing and being able to change and mold ourselves as well, reshape ourselves as well. So Baba Lulaya calls upon our highest selves to come forward and to leave that sick self behind, whether that be illness, whether that be sick thoughts, whether that be sick consciousness, whether that be lack of love, you know, lack of, of, of feeling, that, you know, lack of feeling of power, you know, feeling powerless, whatever it may be, it's something that we all need to sweep and fix and clear up. And Babalulaye comes at that time. And I, I just appreciate the medicine because Babalulaye is medicine. And the video that I just um, put out called Healing Humanity, it will be on YouTube today. I'll be uploading that on YouTube. And it's called Healing Humanity. And the video is a, the Mardi Gras Indian suit that uh, I beaded this year. But it was important for me to make the middle, make it be Baba Luaye, but also the Earth Mother. Because the Mother is upon the Earth now. The Mother has always been there, but the, really the rise in the consciousness of the great Earth Mother is very strong right now. So the video depicts Baba Luaye with the Raphia and but also it is the Earth Mother that will come to bring healing upon the Earth and hopefully, you know, awaken us to a higher self. So that's my um, answer or my um, sharing on Baba Lulaye. Oh, thank you so much. That that was really, really beautiful because I, you know, some, some of our um, audience um, has been listening since the beginning of the show and mm-hmm. and I, I mentioned that that was your song, but they didn't know what they were, I mean, some of them knew what they were listening to, but we didn't have the depth <laughs> of, 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 of the, uh, you know, of the, of the writer. <laughs> of the singer, of the person who you know, you know, created the work. So thank you, thank you so much. That was really beautiful. Um, so Baba Luther, talk to us. Yes. Well, what comes to comes to mind with me this morning is around this 15th anniversary, but uh, also the just the what's going on in Lake uh, Charles, Louisiana, even this morning how mm-hmm. there was a major storm, a hurricane that came through southwest Louisiana just this past uh, Thursday morning, and the destruction that's going on on the Gulf Coast um, in Lake Charles and in that area and all throughout Louisiana, and I think the storm is moving throughout the country. So uh, it's just, uh, and to help us, at this point, we need to check in with people we might know in that area talk to myself as well right now and see how they're making out of what it's so um, that's my first thought about this mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. 15 years of hurricane uh, of, of witnessing and going through Hurricane Katrina uh, really kind of changed the whole landscape of the Americas and uh, and I think we're in a time of great crisis and also great opportunity so 
to go along with what Mama Nana Sula was just talking about. It's a great time of opportunity from our, from our African ancestors and our, our religious systems that we come together to create and and uh, and create and also keep the, keep moving forward over the next we're in the year 2020. We're critical in the next 80 years. You know uh, what will happen? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where art and culture and uh, is very important. Yeah, I wanted to mention, um, uh, Baba Luther, that your your reception is sort of going in and out. Um, we we didn't. Oh, I could okay. hear you, but it's um, it's it's not it's not a strong connection. You're like okay. going in and out. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. Um, okay. Oh. Yes, it's better now. And um, I remember when when we uh, we we spoke about uh, what well, this is the fifteenth anniversary I guess on the tenth anniversary uh, so five years ago and uh, and and there was there were a lot of activities happening uh, for the tenth anniversary um, I did some interviews and I spoke to your son and uh, and I think he was Ooh. getting looking at colleges. And and because I wanted to see, you know, like what was going on with the young people that um, came up, you know, through the storm. Like, you know, this is this was like a major shaper of of your consciousness and of your of of who you are in the world. And for some young people, it was a really horrific experience. They didn't have their mom and their dad, and and have a way, you know, have shelter and safety, you know, in the midst of all of this horrific you know, physical trauma, you know, happening on the landscape and then within their lives like your your children did, you know, and even so, you know, you all were living with somebody else and he you know, he told me about sort of what that was like and and now this is five years later and then I was gonna speak to someone this morning who was fifteen and now he's thirty and he's a father and so you're a father and and you know, and your family was directly impacted, and I think you had to even travel some to be able to support your family because it was hard for artists to be able to support themselves, you know, after um, you know Katrina because there was no work. And and so I was just yes. wondering if um, how how your family is and how your son is, whom I spoke to, <laughs> and and how okay. are the children. How are the children? And Nana Sula, you work with children. <laughs> and how are the elders um, who are still with yeah. us? Because, um, you know, you spoke about trauma. And 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 a lot of times for our people, you know, the recent ma'afas and the, and the historic ma'afa, and, you know, doesn't get addressed. You know, we just have to, like, suck it up and try to live with it, and that doesn't work because it comes out in our bodies. Yeah. I, yeah, right. uh, thank thank you for reminding me about that. Uh, you're speaking about my son Jalen. He was 10 years old yeah. when Hurricane Katrina hit, and now he's 25. So you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that mm-hmm. was a rough year for him, especially because we we went to uh, Ascension Parish. Uh, he's 10 years old. He was in the fifth grade. He was getting bullied by people people in his classroom, and uh, you know. And he would just come home from school. We were staying with uh, my wife's cousins. And he would just sit on the curb. You know, we would just be outside throwing the ball around or something. He would just sit on the curb and just sit there. So he was really, it was a depressing time for him. 
uh, uh, I'm looking at him now. He's a graduate of Loyola University business finance degree. Uh, mm. He's a, he's a, he's a entrepreneur in terms of sports. He's doing well, you know, and so he's helping me a lot with technology and things like that around his business uh, background. So it's just, uh, thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think you're right. We have to we have to really make sure that uh, we always check in on our young people, and uh, you know, and then they grow up and they check in on us. You know, and that's the whole that's the way it should go. You know. Mhm. <laughs> right. Certainly. Certainly. And you're retired. Congratulations, because you know when I first met you, you were um, you know at at a uh, at Ashe, and and now you're um, you know doing doing your own doing your work with the Mardi Gras Indians at uh, Congo Square. You know, Preservation Society, I think. Is that right? Right, yes. And she, she yeah. was part of that as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know. I don't look at myself as retiring. It's just moving into, you know, uh, new, new chapters, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, I might feel like I'm retired because, you know, I, I guess we all kind of been homebound for for a few months, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but this has been a, this has been this has been a year to get organized and make plans. So I think this is what I've been doing pretty much over the last 10 months or so. Mhm. Right, right. Yeah. Um so do you have a um uh, some a comment around, you know, the young people and how they're how they're doing and the ones particularly those that sort of came up, you know, um like Katrina was like such a big part of their their consciousness and consciousness shaping. Yes, I, I actually have a lot to say about that, but I'll keep it brief. <laughs> um, okay. Our our key is, you know, that there's um, our, our young people. Let me say that were really young at that time. They're around, mm-hmm. you know, like Lucas' son, twenty five, thirty, around those ages, maybe even thirty five. But many of them have a very, very awakened consciousness right now. I am so mm-hmm. proud of them. I just, if anyone ha- is, you know, 18 and below, 25 and below, or, or whatever, you know, you know, between like 10 and, and 30, you know, y'all are in a real awakened period, you know, and many of them are capturing that. Many of them are coming to the shrine. They're calling me for readings. They're saying, you know, how do I, how do I understand more? How do I step to God in, in a way that's right for me? How do I... If the church doesn't work for me, how do I, you know, understand more about my ancestors? And they're coming. They're forming their own groups. They're mm-hmm. having new moon and full moon ceremonies. They're awake, you know, and they're hopefully helping this generation who's maybe not so awake right now come up because those that were in the Katrina flood and things like that, they had to call on something that they never knew before, just as the elders did, just as anyone who was in that water had, anyone who was at the Superdome. I was not in that flood. I happened to go to New Jersey a week before the flood to uh, my cousin's wedding. I'm from New Jersey, and I went there for my cousin's wedding. So I was not here when it hit. But, you know, my family here, Andai, Sister Andai, and other family members were here, you know, my Zion Trinity family. You know, all of that, they all had to scatter and run and do what they had to do to help their families survive. So I saw many changes in the people that I love that was, you know, some of them went through great changes and heaviness, and others decided, I'm going to let this be an opportunity to help catapult me into a new self. 
And it's the same thing happening right now with this pandemic. This time inside, people that are awake have been using it very wisely, like Luther said, to plan ahead, to reorganize, to even think about relocating and leaving this country. You know, many people's consciousness is is shifting in a way and uh, because they're awake. But our young people, I am just so very proud of them. Like I said, I feel proud to, when I look at their circles and when they come and tell me, yes, you know, we're uh, a group of us, we're making Florida water tonight. A group of us, we're having a, a meditation circle. And these are not just women. These are men and women. That's why I'm extra happy because the brothers are understanding that, A, they need each other. They need to be forming sacred circles around the planet to, un- to elevate their own consciousness because if they're not getting it from the church and they're not getting it from the mosque and maybe some elders have disappointed them, they have to turn to what works for them. And many of them are being connected to some very psychic and high-level things like even understanding more about the, the terrestrial realm and understanding more about the ancestral realm and understanding more, understanding more about who they are and who they may have been who are they? Who have they ascended to be now? So, I'm super proud of them, and I want them. If anyone is hearing this that is in those age ranges or whatever your age range is, I encourage everybody to form circles. We need circles, not to exclude anybody. It's not about circles closing and closed. It's about circling up to pray, to meditate, to light candles, to call upon, make staff so that we can pound upon the earth to call our ancestors. This is a critical time for us. It's a very critical time for us, not just as black people, for, for all of humanity, but particularly for black people. So this Katrina mother gigantic wave that came to wash also, you know, has, has come to, just as any mother, the water is not always calm. Sometimes it's a torrential rain. Sometimes there are waters that, you know, that wash everything in order to restart. So mm-hmm. if you ask about our young people, I think they're very conscious about it. And then you have some that are really in trouble right now. And we need all of us that have light, that are dealing with calling on light, that are conscious about the light they carry. Please let us pray for those. You know, I was walking down the street the other day and Four young people in the car, I was walking with my dog. They tried to run me over intentionally. Mm. And I was so disappointed, you know, but it didn't. I was disappointed for a moment, and then I just began to pray for them in the car. I said, I don't know what their mindset was, but they clearly saw me crossing, and they sped up. Mm-hmm. And I had to dodge out of the way. And so for that, for that part of humanity, I'm really asking that we all put the light because, you know, we have some young people who are very troubled right now. They don't know what the future holds. Everything's so uncertain. So with our prayers, let us pray for the water, the people, the, the four-legged, the two-legged, the, you know, the earth. Because we need a collective prayer right now. We really need a collective prayer to lift us up and all of us that are doing the work to continue to lift us up so that we can be greater, a greater humanity. Mhm. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. There's a um. There's a uh, a virtual march on Washington today, and uh, mm-hmm. and there's actually be a physical one. 
And so um, I think the Martin Luther King um, the Third is leading it, and there's going to be some some art um, sort of interventions and, and collaborations as well. And then tomorrow mm-hmm. is the um, uh, it's going to be a black convention. It's going to be a convention. Um, is it called the convention? It's it's by it's it's being um, it's being called by uh, Movement for Black Lives. And and mm. yeah, I think it's supposed to be a convention, and uh, sort of talking about you know the planning for the the uh, the first 100 days of whatever administration, you know, like being prepared to to actually have a say in the governance of this nation. And uh, there are going to be some you know really powerful speakers uh, today and tomorrow. So um, I'm going to put that information on my website, wandaspicks.com, and I'll I'll find it. And give you more details because I'm not seeing it right now. But the um, the uh, um, there's a, right now <clears throat> there was a uh, it ends today, but there was a um, a 28 day meditation called um, uh, dance um, dance art activism. I'm trying to think. Uh, do you know Shamel uh, Bell, Dr. Shamel Bell? Um, no, no, I, you? no, I don't. Okay. Where, where does she yeah. live? Oh, she's um well she's from LA but she's um she's uh um in New in New York presently cuz she I think she went to school there. And and she she believes, you know, in the power of movement um in in revolution. And so so what she does is, you know, she and her group they will go and just with the people sort of take over a space with dance. And it's just really beautiful. So for the past, since August 1st through August 28th, um, there's been a global uh, um, a global movement uh, sponsored by her organization to um, to do a meditation and do dance um, in community, you know, um, and at home to sort of refocus um, the energy around black liberation. And uh, so anyway... Um, and I don't have that particular um, window open right now, <laughs> but I can give you the details later. But I had them on my my show on Tuesday, and I rebroadcast it on Wednesday, and and wow. so they are in cause they're 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 sort of an, a, in alignment with the uh, movement for Black Lives because that's how I found out about the um, the 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 global the virtual um, march, and that's how I found out about the. Um, the conference it's not a conference but that's the word I'm using on on Saturday. Oh and, and Brother Seth has joined us so that's pretty awesome. Good morning. How are you, Seth um uh four and five? I'm great, I'm great. How y'all making up? Hey, oh, we're Seth. good. good. Yeah. yeah, so we were um just going around um uh, this was like our second or third round, just sort of talking about um, where we are presently, you know, today in our bodies and in the space. And maybe you could talk a little bit about sort of where you are, you know, on the eve of the 15th um, anniversary of Katrina and, and this march that you've been, you know, holding down for all these years to particularly, you know, let people know um, just sort of sort of honoring these lives, you know, that, 
people that made it and people that didn't, you know, as an artist, but also as a, a community activist. Well, I'm 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 real good. I'm blessed. I'm a one. My spirits are super, you know, high charge, energy wise. You know, uh, I'm I'm through the roof. You know, I'm in anticipation mode. So, uh, like, it's been a a a, a journey uh, to get to this point and the realization of where I'm at. You know, 24 hours away, uh, and you know everything just been coming together. Uh, in a, in a great way, and uh, I'm just I'm just super energetic. You know, I'm ready. I'm positive, and all the energy that I've been getting, all the support, all the people who are also just anticipating. You know, it just it just had me charged up. Mm-hmm. So so how did you? Um, I mean, like, where were you 15 years ago, and and how have you been able to like pull this together? You know, this this march. Tell us sort of. What inspired you to do that? But first, start with where were you 15 years ago? Uh, 15 years ago, I was in uh, Baton Rouge. Uh, my wife, uh, she uh, encouraged me to, you know, her, her parents, her, her parents lived in Baton Rouge, so she was like, "Let's go to Baton Rouge and just, you know, take precaution because I was a, a knucklehead. I was like, man, this storm ain't gonna be nothing." And I'd rather just stay. And so, you know, uh, I, I took, you know, her advice. I had family, and uh, we we went out there. And honestly, the storm didn't get passed, and it was sunny. You know, folks was outside, you know, that day. But then when they blew the levees and forced all that water into, you know, the lower nine, into the, you know, the urban neighborhoods, like that's what, you know, caused the flooding. And so uh, we we watched all that, you know, and, uh, you know, by me fortunately being able, you know, to not have to deal with everything that a lot of the New Orleanians had to deal with, like just being in the Superdome in the convention center, stranded on roofs, rooftops, and stuck at home with no assistance for, you know, over five days. And uh, it just it just allowed me to be able to come back while the ground was wet and, you know, just survey the damage and then play my role in, you know, trying to just get the rebuilding process started and having that, that, that energy and just, you know, taking this, this lead and starting the fight for our citizens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, tomorrow where, where does the um, the march start? So the march starts uh, right on where the levees were uh, breached on uh, Jordan and North Galvis and the Lord Ninth Ward. In uh, 11 a.m., we start uh, the actual uh, healing ceremony where we read the names of the folks that were uh, that that passed 15 years ago. And then we, you know, we start the Samba March, and we go up Tennessee Street in the Lower Ninth Ward to St. Claude Avenue, and then from there we go up St. Claude to St. Bernard, and then uh, we make a right on St. Bernard, and uh, we end at Hunters Field where we do a, a, a rally, have some speakers, uh, some uh, performances, and you know, we feed the community. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I was there for the tenth um anniversary of, of Hurricane Katrina and um 
and it was really powerful. Nana Sula, uh, you and Sister Andaye, um, you know, did libations. It was like so powerful. I love, I love the way you all do libations. It's just like, yeah, the, the ancestors yeah, like say, we are coming. <laughs> Yeah, that's how we started off, and uh, that's that's the energy we need. That fuel from the ancestors to you know uh, just just get everything started in the right way, and uh, I, you know that's 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 a healing in itself, and just to be in that that energy and that spirit of the you know the libations, and you know it, it's just a powerful feeling. You have to be there to uh, to to embrace it and, and feel that you know. It's, it, it, it definitely brings the spirit of the ancestors through you. So I would encourage anyone, you know, who uh listening to our voices to, you know, if you ever get an opportunity to come uh to New Orleans in August, you know, to, to be a part of this uh this process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Baba Luther, um were you were you there? Because uh, there was a lot of drumming. Were you there? Yeah, I was I, I think I've been there every year. I guess maybe I was in Chicago one year. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah I, we, I think we, you, look, I think you that tenth anniversary. You, you you had thousands of people out there that year. I just remember people yeah, were coming yeah, from all over I the know. country that year. So that was an amazing uh, anniversary. Like Bible mm-hmm. Luther's presence, you know, is so important and vital, and I just appreciate him uh, for 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 coming there you know, every year and setting the stage and the tone. You know what I'm saying? Like like it's it's you know, like organizing, you know, is one thing, but like everybody have a role to play and, and we all play a powerful, impactful role but uh Bible Luther, you know, like what he brings to the table and, and, and starting the fire. You know, that's like the beginning of the fire if you had a campfire and you're trying to get it started, <laughs> like, you know, so uh like that's 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 that the tone and the pace and uh it, it, it leads us off and it kinda gets us ready for war, you know, so to speak. And uh, you know, I I, I appreciate him for uh playing his role every year. <laughs> right, yeah. It it was really, really powerful. And then and then the actual, you know, marching through town, that was really, really awesome. Um, I remember I had on the wrong shoes and I'm like, Oh my God. Um my feet were really hurting. <laughs> I mean, they were tennis, but they were new. No, no, they were they were flat, but it was just like they were cute, but not functional. Oh, you were cute. You were cute. Yeah, but then but then when we got to Legion Fields, oh my gosh, like right across from um, uh, Circle Market, right? Um, You know the the old you know place where they they were sold our ancestors, and it was just like really 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 beautiful seeing all the folks. So how how are you gonna do that? You know, in in a period, you know, we're doing the the physical distancing. How are you gonna have a march tomorrow? So people so, are safe. Uh, yeah, we we promote you know physical distancing and you know keep your six feet. You know, but also uh, you know wear a mask and uh, you know, but it's it's definitely gonna be hard just because of. Uh, you know, the second line culture, right? So the culture, you know, it just calls for, you know, that energy. And hopefully everybody wear a mask and, you know, uh, 
you can be safe that way. But just honestly, it, it, it'll definitely be be hard with uh, the way marching in the second line part uh, happens when that energy from the, the drums and the trumpets and the horns and the tubas and tenor drums and all that going and the excitement and the, you know, the celebratory nature, uh, you know, just I think the, the energy uh, 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 consume you and you kind of forget like we in a, you know, social distancing time, you know, so, uh, but, you know, long as folks, you know, wear their masks, we've been encouraging folks to wear their masks. If you go on uh, Katrina15.com, you know, we've been uh, just advising folks to use precaution and, you know, uh, stay six feet, you know, away and uh, just importantly, just just wear your mask, but we just want them to come out and, you know, be a part of it. So, you know, uh, we've been taking all the necessary precautions, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Nana Sula has to take off, so I want to give her an opportunity to, um, to you know, say farewell and have a, have some closing words. Yeah, I just want to say thanks for, you know, for always, you always thinking of me, Sister Wanda, and, you know, again, like I said, it, it, this is uh, just really a global movement about wellness, about consciousness, about taking care of ourselves, and I pray we all hear the call um, to elevate, you know, so many people are, like, again, elevating their consciousness to take, take better care of themselves, honor their ancestors, you know, to get mm-hmm. back to their, uh, you know, God's center. So, you know, some things that are, that are really um, upsetting actually shake us into where we really need to be. So I pray we all get taken into where we really need to be and, and wash, and that Baba Luaye, the healer, of this, you know, of uh, the one that's come to heal the earth and may come to dance in our houses and be with us and help us. So I want to okay. thank you for all you do. And I also ask that all the ancestors that are passing Katrina, may their souls be elevated, may they be lifted up, may they be, uh, you know, always with us to help us in ways, but may they also be free to, to uh, float into their divine destiny and not be bound to this earth because of how they pass. So I ask, I thank you, Ancestors, for what you always do. And uh, thank you for uh, Luther for what you always do. And thank you, Wanda, for what you always do. And, I just appreciate you being fireball. Thank you. I'm humbled. I appreciate uh, you. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you too, Nana Sula. And and people can read your bio at sulaspirit.com because I didn't get a chance to read it. It's right here pulled up. But, uh, um, yeah. Sulaspirit.com. <laughs> and then you can also um, go to YouTube to look at look up the or, or download the music. The CD is called A Journey Within or the Zion Trinity book and CD project, Spirit of the Orisha, is also available on com. So thank you, everybody, and I appreciate everybody. Right. Oh, before you go, one more thing. I know you have to, you know, go and you're going to um, – I, I got yeah. your notes. But I wanted to ask you um, – you, you, you told me when I asked you what couple of songs I might want to, to pull up, and I wanted you to um, maybe tell us a little bit about the Ancient Mothers uh, mother's oh, yeah. plural, and then the uh, Mungu ni Muiza, um, yeah, because I think that was done in Tanzania with um, yeah, Mama C and M. C. Pete. Oh, they were all done there. Okay, <laughs> all done there except for Baba Luaye, except for healing humanity. But um, okay. just really quickly, Mungu ni Muiza is uh, Kiswahili for God is power. And it's a song. It was just a, a fun song that I was weaving Yor- a Yoruba chant to Yemaya, 
uh, and it's just talking about um, God being, you know, power, you know. So it's just, um, it's just a, a very uh, bouncy and fun song. I think I might just make a video. And then the ancient mothers is highlighting all the, the various names of mothers that we call, you know, it's saying, um, we must respect the ancient mothers. We must, we must respect the ancestors and the ancient mothers. Yemaya, Ocean, Oya, there are many others. Mami Water, Oset, Nana Ese, Ya Asantala, Empress Menin, and Kale. So all the various names of mothers, I was just honoring each mother in that song. So that's that's the meaning of those songs. Thank oh, yeah, I really, like, I really like the... Um, um, God is power. I was, I yeah, I was, I was playing your soundtrack as I was walking last night, and I was like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I like the other one too, and I like the, I like yeah. the other one too because I really liked how you, you know, you you call, um, you know, um, Yemanja and Yemanja is is the Orisha that's always there, you know, for for you know for the folks that are in distress, you know, to embrace us and to help us make it to shore, right? So I, I really yeah. like that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was well, nice. Thank you. You're always, always, just always in my corner, Wanda. I appreciate you, and and I'm gonna not uh, take up too much more time than I would like the other two brothers to finish. And but I just mm-hmm. appreciate you, sister, and we'll uh, we'll meet soon. And God bless everybody. Okay, God bless you too. <laughs> yeah. So I am. Um, I'm wondering. Uh, I'm going to read read some of your bios because they're they're really. They're really great, <laughs> and and then we could talk a little bit more. Um, we're we're sort of pushing against um, the hour, but if you have time, we can go over a little bit. Do do either of you have time for that? For go over by maybe fifteen minutes. Uh, I'm good. Okay, Seth. What about you? Yeah, I'm good as well. Okay, super. Because your bios are going to take a minute to read. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to my, you don't have to read. You don't have to read all that I sent you. So I, I sent you like that was pretty long. So we have to go through all that. <laughs> yes, yeah, mine is pretty long as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll 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 try to not read it all, um, Seth. But it's it's not as long as Baba Luther's. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, oh, man, and, and not as long. That's a summary as well. So if I send you the full bio, you know, we'll be here till uh, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, right. but I want I want you to be able to talk about about your music and uh, and you know and sort of just how how your your music uh, you use your music uh, you know as a platform for social justice. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about that and Baba Luther. You know, of course. You know the drum is so important, and in your work, you know, um, it, it's it's you know legendary, um, and and the work you're doing, you know, with the um, uh, the preservation um, society is is really important too. And what's happening at Congo Square, you know, which is like the heartbeat of of New Orleans and the heartbeat of America, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, if Black life is, you know, what we need to be lifting up now. So anyway. Um, so I'm going to read uh, uh, Cess 4-5 first. Hailing from New Orleans' infamous uh, Ninth War, Cess 4-5 uh, is 4-5, is a New Orleans original through and through. It is evident from the first time you meet him that the city had a huge impact on his image. 
raised in the Desire Project, says is the epitome of an artist who gives back to his, his neighborhood. His lyrics speak of the reality of life in New Orleans and paints a vivid picture for his fans, while laced over beats created by some of the region's most prolific producers. And you can tell us about that, Seth. As proof of the respect he garnered from his peers, Seth 4-5 was given an Unsung Hero Award by hip-hop icon Davey D., who was here in the Bay, <laughs> where I am, and I know Davey, uh, after giving a most eloquent interview discussing politics and hurricane recovery following the Hurricane Katrina. That interview showcased the insight of Seth 4-5 has on the world around him, which speaks volumes as to why he is looked upon by, looked up to by the masses. Growing up, Seth 4-5 was influenced by his parents as well as people in his community, Tupac Shakur, E-40, Mr. Cole, L-O-G, Soldier Slim, and Tim Smooth influenced him musically. His love for the city of New Orleans is evident in everything he does, whether that is working the Black Love Summer Camp, oh, that sounds nice, or the annual Katrina March, which we're talking about now, and Second Line, or grinding tirelessly to push his label, nothing but fire records, to the top of the charts. Um, let's see, you're owner of Nothing But Fire Store, the first music store to open in Metro New Orleans following Hurricane Katrina, where you can often be found making sales, uh, dropping knowledge on, on your customers, or promoting uh, your Hustle God clothing line. Hustle God, that's an interesting juxtaposition, Hustle God. Okay, <laughs> Seth 4 5 has mm. worked with other legendary New Orleans artists, such as Partners in Crime, LOG, Mia X, Soldier Slim and a whole lot of other folks. Um, and Seth 4-5's plans include working tirelessly until nothing but Fire Records becomes a household name. And given his current show schedule, he is well on the way to doing just that. Um, let's see. I think um, I think we're going to stop there. So, again, uh, welcome, Seth uh, 4-5. And now I'm going to read uh, Baba Luther, and, and then we'll get back to talking about some of these things that you mentioned um, in your bio. Um so Luther S. Gray, uh, Baba Luther, is one of the leading percussionists and arts educators in Louisiana. He earned a Bachelor's of Art degree in radio, TV, and film production from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. He is co-founder. He co-founded two major New Orleans musical groups, Percussion Incorporated, as in 1985 and Bambula 2000 and 1994. He has produced seven compact albums for these two groups, um, Windswept, Congo Square, Cultural Warrior, New Society, We Got It Going On, The Wild Bambulas, and Up from Congo Square and Cuba to Congo Square. He co-founded the Congo Square Foundation in 1989 that was renamed the Congo Square Preservation Society in 2011 that has been instrumental in the resurrection of drumming and cultural activities in Congo Square. In 1993, the Congo Square Foundation was successfully placed successful in placing Congo Square on the National Register of Historic Places. In 1997, the foundation led the effort to erect the Congo Square historic plaque. In addition, he, with a team of drum makers, including Douglas Red, carved three bambula drums from an 80-year-old sinker cypress tree that are now on display at the Louisiana State Museums of History in Baton Rouge and the U.S. Mint in New Orleans. Congo Square Preservation Society has impacted over one million people who have read the Congo Square historic plaque. 
participated in the weekly Sundays in Congo Square drum and dance gatherings, and I always put that in my, I don't ever leave on Sunday, so I could, you know, go to Congo Square for the Sunday um, drumming and dance, and it's so fun. Oh, my goodness, those who might not know how to do it, there's somebody leading the dance. And then for those who don't even have drums, you can sit down at a drum. It's really, really fun. I really love it. Uh, the Congo Square Living Room, Living Classroom Field Trips for Students and the monthly Congo Square Sacred Marketplaces are all, all programs of the Congo Square Preservation Society. And um, so how so much further? You know? You, oh. you can, you can okay. stop there. <laughs> I can stop. <laughs> well, let yeah, me, let yeah, me like, before good. I, I want to mention that, you know, um, you know, that you're like real front and center um, you know, with the annual my office commemoration, uh, which happens on the uh, July 4th weekend when we're not having a pandemic. This year, we all participated together on the uh, second Saturday, uh, June 13th, in a global libations and prayers for African ancestors. Right. And uh, and then we went live to uh, Ashe, where you and, and Wood and Masali, um, you know, pay tribute to our ancestors, and that was really, really lovely. And people can go to remember the ancestors, and they will hear, you know, one of your 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 pieces being played on the website, as well as they nice. can watch the uh, libation and prayers for our ancestors on the website. So again, that's remember the ancestors. And do you have a website, um, Baba Luther? Yeah, the website's uh, Congo Square Preservation Society dot org. And uh, bambula2000.com. So, uh, just personally, I just I don't have a my own, I don't have a personal website though. So. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I meant your organizations. That's, that's that was fine. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And um, did you wanna um, start um, just sort of um, you know talking a little bit more about um, about this this period of time we're in presently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, first of all, I'd like to say that that uh, I really have been appreciating uh, collaborating and partnering with Seth Four Five and Mama Sula and everybody that you mentioned, uh, you know, Malik Rahim and Carnell and everyone. But Seth Four Five is an amazing brother. Uh, his music is diverse in the hip hop vein. He's He's got it. He's just got it going on. We we did something. What was that on Juneteenth day? That was pretty powerful, wasn't it, Seth? I was with you yes, on uh, Juneteenth. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I always try to include him in things we do in Congo Square, as far as festivals and things of that nature as well. So you know, mm-hmm. music, uh, music is such is is vibration. And so uh, I had a conversation yesterday with some students from Tulane University about music. And music is, is sound. It's, it's the science of sound, you know. And so we have to be careful what, we, what sounds we put in the universe. And so I think that times like these, uh, people are turning to their playlists and finding music that inspires them. And it's our, it's our responsibility as artists to create content and that reaches into people's souls and refreshes them and motivates them and blesses them and gives them inspiration to do this likewise kind of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned, um, I heard you say, Seth, um, No More Killing Us. Was that something that was a part of the Juneteenth um, uh, event there in New Orleans? Was that a theme? Wait, say that again? 
I said, was that a, you mentioned, I heard you say no more killing us. Is that a, was that a theme of the Juneteenth? Because definitely uh, it's a theme um, here in, in, in the States as well as it's an international theme, stop killing, killing black people. Because um, Africans well, uh, were, cut, were saying, we're getting ready to come over here. It's like, do we need to raise an army and come save y'all, you know, uh, make, have it do an intervention? Because these white folks, they're going crazy, you know, the, the police state, right? Yeah, well, it was it was actually uh, no more us killing us, you know. Oh, so no more us. That, okay. Yeah, no more us killing us. So that was the theme. Like you know, it, it actually started from uh, a nine-year-old in the city getting killed. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I need to do something, and you know, use my platform and my voice uh, because it happened like behind my store. And so, uh, you know, I just reached out to the to the parents, and you know, uh, I thought it was like some older guys uh, who killed, you know, mistakenly killed some some kids, but it was it was actually like some some kids who shot the kids, even though they was an innocent bystander. But it was wow. some younger folks. But nevertheless, it's like we have to. We we have a fight already with everything else going on in the world, and we see the you know the uh, police and everybody just aggressively you know shooting black folks because of their they're scared and they don't have the right training. But we don't need to be killing each other as well. And so I got with with Baba Luther and uh, a bunch of other brothers, and I told them what I was trying to do, and uh, we was like, look, Juneteenth uh, will be a you know, a perfect day, so we were like, hey, let's do it in Congo Square, and then, you know, uh, we had a few uh, issues with uh, Congo Square, so we just did it outside, but uh, it still was a, a great event, and like I said, uh, anytime I can align with Baba Luther and, and, and do this work, you know, he's he one of my go-to guys, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I feel like you know, I'd be honored to, you know, to, to, to one, just be in his presence, be on the call, get some guidance, and then do some work with him as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's important, um, you know, that, you know, we stop killing each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely important. Um, you know, yes. the, the state is killing us as it is, and so we need to, like, sort of redirect that, that rage and... Um, and, and sort of look at root causes, and that all has to do with the trauma that's going unaddressed, right? So, um, when yes. you know you have you, you're not like acknowledging because maybe you don't even know because you might be a child, <laughs> you know, like sort of what you inherited. You know, everything we inherit is not necessarily a blessing. So, you know, we're passing sure. on trauma. Then, then the grown people need to start unpacking it in themselves, so then they can like realize, you know, sort of the shadow that we're casting on our youth. And so, um, wow. yeah, and and art is really, really powerful in, you know, getting people interested. Like, you know, your feet start moving and you're not even thinking yet, right? Right. <laughs> you're, exactly. like, you're, like, you're like remembering the lyrics and you're not even thinking yet. And it's like, oh, wow, this is something I need to be thinking about, like when you, when you understand what the lyrics are saying. But in the meantime, you know, it's going into your consciousness. That's why, like you said, it's real important, you know, Baba Luther, that, you know, artists think about the impact of the rhythms and the words because folks start, you know, uh, sort of vibing to it without thought. 
and, and these are ancient African, these are ancient African. All, all of all of this power really has come out of the continent of Africa. So mm-hmm. we have that in us, you know. We have that in us, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is your store still open, um, Seth? Four or five? Yes, it's still open. We, okay. we actually, so what's it like there in New Orleans? Because everything is shut down here in California. Like you know, we like we staying in the house. We're not going anywhere. We're not getting together. We stand six feet apart. Hope you know we're trying to anyway. Everybody's masked up. You know, even have on gloves. And some people have on the face shields. And like families, <laughs> like you can't come in my house. No, you can't hug oh. me. No, no, back up. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, what's going on there? It sounds like a different world there. Um, so yeah, how so, are you all so, staying so safe? What's going on? How are your numbers? Are they dropping? <laughs> In, in my opinion, yeah. you know, we like the runaway slaves. You know, we don't follow the rules and regulations. Uh, <laughs> we we just right. rebellious, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And the folks are uh, being safe, of course. But you know, like we we don't just believe the propaganda that you know be put in front of us and constantly you know fed to us. So. Certain, you know, uh, you know, certain populations, you know, they enjoy life, and you know, some folks are, you know, being cautious, you know, as they should be, and they held mm-hmm. up in the house, or they doing limited things. But if you go to Walmart, Club Walmart, Club Sam, you know, mm-hmm. they pack. <laughs> You know, but you know the black businesses. Some of them, you know, they 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 close just listening to, you know, the recommendations of you know the city government, local and state government. But you know, like mm-hmm. people got to kind of take some of these things, you know, uh, in a perspective. You know, and, uh, the coronavirus is real. Don't get me wrong, but you know, a lot of the the mandates and the orders and things that you know they're uh, putting in front of us aren't as true as, you know, they would make, you know, want them to see. Baba Luther, you can give your perspective of how life is also, you know. Yeah, I I think that, you know, I agree with Seth that, you know, New Orleans has a very, we're very, uh, we're, we, we, we like to be outside with each other. There was, there was a major funerals, uh, for uh, Big Queen uh, Kim Butte last Saturday, and uh, for her it must have been a thousand people, you know, out there. So, but you know, we're outside. We got masks. We're moving around, but we're still practicing our culture, you know. I think that's what Seth was kind of alluding to. We're, we're being careful. Our numbers are coming down uh, in the state of Louisiana, but like you say, our culture is such that, and the weather's so hot. I mean, you know. Maybe you don't have air conditioning in your house. You got to get out the house. It's too hot to get in the house. <laughs> so I I think that uh, you know we're doing our best and uh, and I think this is a uh, this is like unprecedented times. That's for sure. You know. Mhm. Yeah. 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 I was um I was wondering um says uh, four or five. You could talk about sort of coming up. You know. Um, in Desire uh, projects, and what was it like, you know, then, and what's it like now for young people? Do you have any children? Yeah, I have kids. Uh, uh, life coming up in the Desire 
it was uh it was fun, you know. Uh mm-hmm. you know, as a kid, as a child, we just we did all the, you know, fun hood games and stuff like that, you know, stuff that kids nowadays would never know and never participate like, you know. We we loved to go outside and we had to go outside. It we was forced to go outside. You know, and you know, we played cool cans and you know, stuff I can't even say. We had good games you can't even pronounce on the radio. You know, yeah, so we you know, it just was a, a fun community, neighborhood, you know, childhood like and and you know, the desires, uh, home of the like the the Black Panther party, you know, for as you know, the the local New Orleans piece, you know what I'm saying? So, uh you want to go there? No, that's right. So, so, uh, so, uh, so, yeah, so, like, we just had a great, a great, you know, family, fun. Like, we lived, like, my house, uh, my grandmother, uh, she had a project, right? And her three daughters each lived in her house with their own family. So that's the kind of, like, neighborhood and household I grew up in. So it, it was, it was one project it was a small like two three bedroom you know apartment style project but it was four families living in that one house and like that's Ooh. how a lot of folks grew up you know in New Orleans mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and, and you know like the generation is like when you when they got my, my mom and my aunt they got a certain age, you know, like they would get their own project, you know what I'm saying? But, like, man, it's, mm-hmm. I got play cousins that, you know, people my mama went to school with who just were like family that, you know, we would call our aunt who weren't really our aunt, and their kids were our cousins. It's the cousins mm-hmm. till this day, you know, and that's mm-hmm. just the type of, you know, community that New Orleans have and breed. And so just coming up, you know, it just was a, a, a real childhood and you know you get exposed to a lot of stuff so you know just living in the project you know also and you know your Reagan era you know with drugs and different stuff like that and so that kind of shifted you know uh the culture you know just growing up mm-hmm. yeah what I'm what I'm hearing is that um you know it was like a village sounds real African yeah. and 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 um you know, having all those generations in in the one household, um, you were able to learn from the wisdom of your elders, and and the elders could help with the you know parents with the rearing of of you know the young folks, and and I was wondering, um, and and you mentioned that desire that is right, you know that's where they had the shootout, and that's where the Black Panther Party, you know that Malik Rahim um, and uh, and Parnell Herb were were talking about this morning um, earlier in the show. And I was wondering um, with regards to, you know, your your black consciousness, um, if you could talk a little bit about how, how you came into that um, and when you came into that. Um, and and did you, were you able to skirt, you know, some of the, di- you know, some of the, the, the diversions that the enemy, you know, introduced into the community? And and how did your, your creativity come out of that, that space? Like, you know, how was it nursing so my, and how did it grow? Well, my one of my grandmothers uh, was a leader in the Desire community. Her name was Dolores Bourgeois. And, uh, you know, like, 
she uh, had a, a lead role in the Desire Community Center and, you know, just was very vocal, you know, in the community. So I came up under, you know, that leadership of, you know, her. And uh, being, you know, just a young black male, and unfortunately, like my my father, he was uh he was there, but he wasn't like you know in a household, you know. So I I grew up in a single parent household, and from that, you know, I wanted to help my mother out, so I got into the streets. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. as a young black male, uh, I became a victim of you know racial profiling and. Uh, from you know, from the police and the judicial system. So as a kid, like I always was into poetry, and I wrote poems, and I got poems published. And when I got in high school, I transitioned from the poetry to you know rapping, and I was able to take those life experiences and put them into words, and put them into music, and being able to express them in that form. And so from uh, me, like this releasing music, talking about just life in general. So the ups, the downs, the fun side, you know, the the trauma and all that, like I created, you know, songs that, you know, touched on those different subjects. And so for me, just touching on those subjects and putting it in uh, that particular, uh, that, that, that form, other people who experienced the racial profiling and the injustice, they were able to, you know, relate to it and, I think that's like when when you able to some when, when ordinary folks you know they they can't put it in the words and express it like that. So I was able to put it in the song where they can repeat it and express it and sing it, uh, and it don't sound as you know uh, like that. You know we got hip hop and then we got the the conscious hip hop. Like I do it in a form where it's in the same like hip hop realm and not necessarily conscious hip hop. I use the same hip hop beats as if. You know, we was making club music, you know, uh, like everybody else in the hip-hop world. So that's, like, I don't use, like, the conscious hip-hop beat, so to speak. And I think that's what made me uh, reach a lot of people, you know, uh, with the with the selection of the, the producers and the music that I use because they don't have that conscious hip-hop feel, you know, so to speak. And, uh, like... It, it, it reach a lot more people that way, so I kind of use that formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but your lyrical con- content is is conscious. Well, I talk about everything, honestly. I talk about <laughs> life, you know, like, so I don't, I don't have, like just conscious. You know, Check out his videos. Con- Check out his videos. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I did. Yeah. I watched a few. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. You, know, I, 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 you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real human. You know, I'm a real human. I experience, you know, life and like, I like, I enjoy, you know, life on all forms. I won't, you know, like I like to reach the people where they are. So I'm not about mm-hmm. to be, you know, uh, acting like, no, I don't go to the clubs. Uh, you know, I don't enjoy, you know, just, just every aspect of life, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I I just keep it real, and, like, people respect me for that, you know. So, like, I, you can't be all holier than thou in trying to get the street people to <laughs> participate and be a part of what you're doing, and you're scared to go where they at, you know. So I go where they at. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so 
you go where they're at, what, to pull people up? Of course. Of course. Uh-huh. So yeah. You you gotta you gotta know the language, you gotta know you you can't be fearful for one. You know what I'm saying? You can't mm-hmm. be fearful of your own people because mm-hmm. if you just reaching the people where you like preaching to the choir, you're not making a difference. You're not making a change. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So if 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 like I I I deal with more of the folks in the community, you know what I'm saying, and they know that what I'm presenting or bringing to them is honest and genuine, and so they gonna you know follow me wherever I go because the street credibility is that they know I'm not gonna sell them out, and mm-hmm. they know if I'm believing in something and I'm passionate about something, it gotta be real, it gotta be important, it's important to me, and you know if I say come out, they coming. Mhm. Right. Yeah. You sent me um uh getting getting the G O G W O P. Well, that's getting that guap. I mean, getting that money, getting that bag. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um and so I want to before you you tell us what that song is about, and I want to play it. Um, okay. maybe could you share one of your can you share one of your poems with us? Who? Can you share one of your poems with us that you you say you used to write poetry, and oh, yeah, sure. and then, yeah, can you share a poem with us? Definitely, of course. Okay. You ready? Let me know yep. when you're ready. Mm-hmm. I'm you ready. ready. Okay. Okay. So this poem I did it was a it was a, it's from a long time ago and uh, this was uh before we had a black president but that was like kind of what I was alluding to. Uh, in the poem, so uh, and it, it it came to fruition, but you know, so uh, no moon is seen, but the night out still potent. I'm on that potent while the world eyes wide open, light cameras, a lot of action from the traffic passing, people laughing. I'm present, but I feel absent. No moon is seen, but the night out still scoping, while the world eyes wide open, lights. Like, hold on. I think I don't forgot that poem. I ain't do that in a while. Rewind. Okay. No moon is seen while the still open. While the world has still light cameras, a lot of traffic from the traffic passing. People laughing. I'm present, but I feel absent. I see the trees, the grass green, ain't no changes. The wind blowing like it's speaking in its own language. My time ticking, man. Whatever I thought, I'm bound to finish. I'm about my business, but everything got to come to an ending. I learned from you. You learned from me. So who the hell we teaching? Them boys ain't nothing decent. Know the answer. Still cheating. So why you preaching, man? We only do what we've been taught. They say the children of the future. Well, right now we lost. Open your ears, man. You really need to hear this, partner. My sister pregnant, for the God, she was going to be a doctor. I got to watch her, her and the baby in the rocker. Her baby daddy went out hustling, now that fool locked up. By the time 2010, I think we going to be, uh, what I say, by the time 2000, we going to be, they cloning, and we going to be useless, something like that. They cloning sheep, cloning cows, next is going to be humans. Somebody needs to take a stand and correct this land. I wish the president was a black man. So that was like the kind of gist of it. But I have. Oh, that's really good. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was great. You put me on the spot. I came through, but you put me on the spot. I wasn't ready to do poetry, but I, but I did. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you reached back and grabbed something. Poetry. That was very nice. Yeah. Thank you, Seth, yeah. four or five. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank yeah. You. Wow. So, Baba Luther, you got any poetry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I got I got I got some things but y'all gonna have y'all gonna have to uh I'm gonna do one called the wild bamboolas, all right? But okay. but you and Seth got y'all got a, it's it's call and response like Indian songs, okay? So say mm-hmm. we're gonna say you're gonna say I'm gonna say we're the wild bamboolas, you repeat, wild bamboolas. Okay, you got that? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got that? Yeah. All right, so all right, so here we go. Here we go. Okay. We're the wild bamboolas. Wild bamboolas. Wild bamboolas. Wild bamboolas. Wild bamboolas. Yeah, it's not working. So you, I'm going to let you go ahead and do it, Seth. Okay. <laughs> All right.
Well, I'm glad you could reach back in 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 the archives and pull that forward for us. <laughs> I want to. Um, <laughs> Yes, I wanted you to um, let our audience know again about the march tomorrow, um, and and also if you could give like how they can be in touch with you if if you have a website, phone number. Okay, so uh, yeah, so tomorrow at 11 a.m., uh, me and Bob, uh, Bob Luther is gonna be in the night walk with the Wild Band Pullers. You know, we're gonna kick off uh, the march in the second line, 11 a.m. in the Lord Night Walk, Jordan and Calvis, uh Street. And uh, this 15 years, we've been doing this 15 years in the road since 2005. And, uh, you know, uh, we're going to honor the lives of the folks that were passed. We're going to celebrate, you know, the New Orleans culture and the resiliency of the people that, you know, came back to rebuild and who said we're going to keep our culture here in the city and the community. And uh, then we're going to go to Huntersfield and have a, a, a rally and, uh, you know, just have this, this family reunion. And uh, mm-hmm. that's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, you can go to Katrina15.com because we're live streaming the event, so you can watch the whole event oh, uh, nice. on Katrina15.com. And uh, and you can you can see everything happening in real time, and uh, you can you know reach me and contact me there. I'm on social media at Sess Four Five is uh Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that. S E S S, the number four and the number five, and uh, mm-hmm. you can reach me that way definitely. Uh, if you're in the wall, it's coming in before record so eight and all clay phone. Yeah, so um. Or do you do mail order um, for those that aren't in uh, New Orleans? Yes, we do. So we do we do mail orders. We do shipping. We, you know, we ship it out to you. And uh, we got Katrina anniversary shirts. So for those who, who are not there, we can ship you uh, a, a souvenir, just the annual Katrina shirt and, and mask. We have the mask also. And, uh, oh, nice. Oh, bro, bring me a mask tomorrow, right, bro? Bring me one. I got you. I got you. All right, all right. <laughs> I might beat you today. Huh? Yeah. I, said, I might beat you today. All right, cool. So, so you have it in that vein. That'll be good. I, <laughs> I want to add. I want to. I want to add one more thing. Uh, when Seth mm-hmm. uh, is kicking off, what he does at eleven a.m. There's also yes. been a, over the last over the last 15 years. There's been something called there's been something uh, that's been happening. It's the Katrina Memorial uh, mm-hmm. at the foot of Canal Street, where the cemeteries are. It's like 1556 Canal Street at 829 tomorrow morning. The black mm-hmm. the black funeral uh, parlor owners. There were there were so many people whose bodies were never uh, they weren't either identified or they were never claimed and so mm-hmm. a place called the Potter's uh, you know cemetery where people would not claim they would bury them well right. the black uh, funeral, funeral directors they created a beautiful monument to these people mm-hmm. whose bodies were never claimed and so mm-hmm. that kind of kicks things off at 829 tomorrow morning myself and uh Dr. Michael White, the mayor's going to be there. Uh, of course, Kamal Phillips, the gentleman with me, will be there. And then we're mm-hmm. going to be leaving there and joining us after 11 o'clock. So it's going to be a full day tomorrow. 
Okay, so, so what? Where? Where is um, the uh, um, the memorial for those people that whose graves are not marked? Where is that going to be? It's going to be at the Katrina Memorial. It's fifty fifty six Canal Street. Fifteen fifty six Canal. Okay. No, no, five oh fifty. 5056 oh, oh, 50, Canal Street. 56. Oh, and it's okay. going to be 829. It might last an hour at the most, something like that. But I just want to let you know uh, that our people have never been forgotten. And they, uh, they've also, we always pay homage to our ancestors and those who who lost their lives and their families just don't know where they are. So we, we pay homage to mm-hmm. them as well tomorrow morning. Right. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, is there a website connected to the um, uh the memorial and the monument that was was um was created yeah, by the. Is, uh, I'll uh I'll I'll text it to you. I email it to you. I don't have it in my I don't have it in front of me right now, though. But I'll send that to you. Okay. Okay, that'd be super. I was wondering, do either of you know how many people died, and and how many people like that were sent away, and and like the particularly the children that were separated from their parents, um were. Like was in, was everyone eventually reunited, and if not, how many children were lost when they separated our families? Well, I, I I really don't know if there's a way to determine, you know, uh, how many uh, people died because you know by their by the you know the records that they would like to admit it was, you know, over 1,800. But, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of folks uh, believe the number was much higher. And, uh, you know, thousands of people were just dispersed and then, you know, put on buses in different ways. Uh, and I know a, a lot of folks were able to be reunited, but, mm-hmm. uh you know, with something with that magnitude, I'm I'm just not sure on the, on the particular numbers. I don't know if I would to have any uh, more information, but you know, that's like my viewpoint on it. Yeah, I don't have that information either. You know, I don't either. But I think I think at that, at that particular site, I think there's over like 30 or 40 people buried on this site that we're talking about for the uh, in the morning. Oh. So, but mm. they, they they really made a very beautiful. A resting place for these folks. So it's it's a it's it's kind of moving. It's a very beautiful experience. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm looking forward to when I return to be able to make a pilgrimage there. Yeah. Ah. And and so um, uh, do you either of you all have any other closing closing um statements? Um, because then I want you to let our audience know about these songs that I'm getting ready to play. Um, that you sent me. Um, Baba Luther. Um, um. Um, Bambula Crazy and uh and yeah. then Seth you sent me um getting uh forty five no you sent me um getting the the money um uh, geo guap <laughs> getting that guap uh, I sent the family man as well. You got that record also? Oh um I uh it it looked like I think I it looked like the same song twice. Um Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. I looked at my yeah. email. I look like I saw uh, both of them, but uh, but yeah. Okay. Well, I watch. I can I can uh, download. Maybe I'll play it next week. But um, but you could tell me about what you sent me, so that people okay. have the explanation. So, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So the record is called Getting That Guap, and it just means you know getting money. 
and uh, because uh, economics, you know, like definitely is one of the ways that we can, you know, take care of ourselves and take care of our family. Uh, is it, it, just vital. You can't, you know, have the movement and depending on the government to, you know, help you and, uh, you know, oppressors never, you know, funded the oppressor, the oppressor. So uh, I made this record just talking about, you know, uh, getting money, you know, for the family, for the right way, and taking care of the fam, and, you know, uh, and it, it's, you know, sub- subliminal. So, you know, let's get it. Check it out. Sex 5, getting that guac. Oh, how yeah, I just found Family you, Man. How, 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 hmm? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love your Family Man. That, I think the first time I ever heard you perform after Hurricane Katrina, you did Family Man. That's classic. Yeah, I'm, I'm That's actually, classic uh, steps four five. Yeah, I'm shooting a video for Family Man uh, uh, September 12th and 13th, and I got a real big campaign uh, for the for the family man record, so that's about to be huge all across the world. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna try to upload it while I play some of the play the other two, so we can end I, with I, it. I just I just um, want I just want to I want to give you the background on the Bamboola Crazy song that I sent you. Yes, please. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, this is from our Congo Square. This is from our uh, uh, the Wild Bamboola CD, but a good friend of ours is a very gifted uh, guitarist and singer from South Africa. His name is Ernie Smith. So he was in New Orleans doing some uh, performances here. And uh, so uh, uh, we invited him over to our studio. And everybody in the band gave him their Katrina stories. Hmm. So, uh, so from those stories, we compiled lyrics and we created this beautiful song called Bamboo of Crazy. And that's the video that I sent you on YouTube is also. So it's on, it's called Bamboola Crazy by uh, of course by Bamboola two thousand and it's uh it it has footage of the hurricane in it. Everything mm-hmm. is in that video, so it's a very powerful video. Right. Oh wow. Wow, that sounds really beautiful. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well I think um I think we'll start with Bamboola Crazy and then we'll move into um uh the song by uh by Sess four or five. And while I try to get Family Man converted, because I can't, I can only play MP3s. Um, but if you have it as an MP3, you can send it back to me, uh, Seth. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll look at my email. And see. Okay, super. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, I want to thank both of you so much for joining us. Um, you know, the day before, um, you know, the great flood and uh, the memorials. Um, to remember, you know, our ancestors and to get charged, you know, to continue the fight for justice and freedom for our people. And, uh, yeah, yeah, really, really appreciate the conversation. And, um, yeah, looking forward to continuing the conversation, you know, as as the year progresses because it's just the beginning of the 15th. And, you know, we can definitely, you know, keep me posted on what you're up to. We will. Thanks, Wanda. Oh, you're welcome. You all have a good day. Okay. Peace and bless. Oh, send me some pictures or send me a link. I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in <laughs> and watch you okay. all marching. Okay, we'll do I'll text that to you as well. Okay, super. Peace and blessings. Peace. 
The Louisiana Purchase. Everybody yeah. can't be a customer. Yeah. Somebody yeah. got to open up shop. Yeah. Me, I'm about to get that guap, cousin. That's for right. five. Right. That's for fire records. We get it in. You heard me? Tennis on the track. Hey, yo, I get it in. Package it and get it out. Count it all. Stack it up. Get guap is what I'm about. Hey, yo, I get it in. Package it and get it out. Count it all. Stack it up. Get guap is what I'm about. What you doing? I'm getting that guap. Hustle. I'm getting that guap. Grind. I'm getting that guap. Money ain't to me, I'm grinding for my people, yo. Never jeopardize a family, boy, I get that legal dough. Make that money transfer and I'll be right there. I get some checks and I ain't talking about night airs. You keep rapping, talking about that Costa Nostra money. I'm chasing that billion and I have mobile over money. A hundred G's a month, a quarter mil a quarter. That's what I call a baller. That's what I call a baller. Desire to the father. Magnolia to the Fisher, I'm representing New Orleans. I don't just hustle hard, my grizzly show, I hustle harder. They try to drown my people, that put me in that water. Nothing but fire records all the way to the top. Open up the shop, me and Brooke got it. What you doing? I'm getting that guac. Hustling, I'm getting that guac. Grind, I'm getting that guac. Getting it. What you doing? Hustling, getting that guac, grind, I'm getting that guac, getting it. What you doing? I'm getting that guac, hustling, getting that guac, grind, I'm getting that guac, getting it. What you doing? I'm getting that guac, hustling, getting that guac, grind, I'm getting that
that record we about to release it is it, it, unreleased. So uh, mm-hmm. you have an exclusive version, an exclusive copy before anywhere. That's the world premiere, first time it ever been played ever. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, so yeah, so, so your listeners are privy to an exclusive, you know, record. So, uh, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna release it uh, late October, maybe early November, and uh, mm-hmm. and then the world the world will get to see the video and hit a hit a record. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll be with you on the march virtually tomorrow. Um, you know, definitely appreciate your you know, keeping up the the tradition because a lot of times people start things and don't finish. But you know, you've been going strong for fifteen years or for fourteen years. Uh, well, so fourteen because you weren't in town because you all were in in, in uh, Baton Rouge, right? Fourteen years. No, that mm-hmm. no that that was the actual uh, Katrina happened in two thousand five, mm-hmm. and we did the right. first march in two thousand six. So it's been okay. fifteen years. Tomorrow will be fifteen years. So we we did the first okay. one in two thousand. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, cool. I hope it goes really well. I'm sure it will. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really great, you know, to do something visible to support, you know, our people and to make sure that people remember, you know. Uh, who was there, you know, because the people who were there are not there anymore, and New Orleans looks very different. So it's really good that the black folks, you know, folks come out, you know, and say, hey, we're still here. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, just log on to Katrina15.com, and uh, mm-hmm. everybody can participate, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. You take good care. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Okay. Peace and blessings. So now I have a lot of announcements. Um, the Martin Luther King Jr. Center is uh, having a tribute to Representative John Lewis uh, tonight, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time, and it's on the anniversary of the March on Washington, and you know he was the youngest speaker. And and you can go to the website. uh, I'm trying to think, is it Martin Luther King uh, Freedom Center? I'm looking for it. I'm going to link to it, but I'm just looking to see what the link is. Because I just went there <laughs> to get this information for you, um, but you can you can actually watch the uh, the webinar not the webinar watch the uh, the virtual program from the website um, the Martin Luther King Jr. Um, Freedom Center and it's one of the Barbara Lee and Ella Hugh Harris is a part of that lecture series. Uh, where do we where where do we go from here? Colon chaos or community, and so that's tonight at seven Pacific time, and then. Uh, today is the um, the conclusion of the 28-day um, meditation um, for black liberation, um, street dance activism for black liberation. And uh, so that's today. That ends today. and it, But it continues, that part of it, you know, ends today formally. But, of course, um, <laughs> you know, street dance activism, which engages kinetic movement for black liberation, Using our bodies and community as a catalyst for joyous resistance and revolutionary healing is something that never has a terminus. It continues and continues. So definitely you want to um, put this particular website in your uh, place where you store such information, streetdanceactivism.com. And on the um, 
uh, on their uh, event page, um, they talk about why August 28th, and it says that our street dance activism is in solidarity with Sankofa.org into action and movement for black lives in support of the 2020 Black National Convention. So that is tomorrow, the 29th of August, and uh, and it's also, as we mentioned, you know, the anniversary of Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, and the virtual march on Washington is today. So if you want to find out about that, they have links to both of those, and, and you can find out more about the organization and also about these two events. The uh, the virtual march on Washington is being um, uh, sponsored by uh, the NAACP, and uh, and and they're going to have like some really wonderful speakers. and And you can um, uh, you register, and then they will send you the information on how to log into the event. And they had a lot of events leading up to today's march that I missed. And um, you might be able to catch some of them. But anyway, um, let's see. The schedule is I'm at the website. Let's see what time does it start. Uh, let's see. No, that was yesterday. 8 o'clock was the call. Today is the march. So it's 11 a.m. Eastern time, which means that it has already started because I'm at 11 a.m. Pacific time. So, um yeah, <laughs> it's been going on for a minute, and and then this evening, uh, the charge, uh, commitment march highlights, musical performances in the keynote. That's at 9 p.m. Eastern time, which is 6 p.m. Pacific time, and uh, let's see, eight o'clock uh, Central time. So anyway, um, so that that is at that website. And then tomorrow, the uh, let's see, I'm going to go back. Uh, tomorrow is the the Black National Convention, and that is what time does that start? Go to the website. Okay, that starts. Let's see. Um, I am looking. Um, Um, <clears throat> let me try to try it one more time. <laughs> see if I can get a time for you. I let's see. I do not see a time right now. So um, you're going to have to do that search on your own because I can't find it right at the moment. And also, I want to m- mention the people that the um, the Joe Capers film has its um, world premiere tomorrow from seven to ten Pacific time. That's Leroy Franklin Moore and um, Naru. Uh, Kwana, um, that's their film. They talked about it on Tuesday on the show, and I rebroadcast it on Wednesday. And you, and I think it's going to be streaming uh, from the website. I'm not sure if it's Facebook or the website, but you have to register through Eventbrite. It's a free event, so that is happening tomorrow as well. It's going to be a really, really full full weekend. And there's probably some great stuff happening on on Sunday as well, but I don't have it right in front of me to cue it up. And so I'm going to close with another another song by um, 
Nana Sula, and uh, this is one that she told us about, and it's called, well, actually she gave it to us in Kiswahili, and, and I jotted down the translation, God is power. <laughs> uh, and I, I, you know, I just love Mama C and, and, and uh, M. Say Pete. And so I wanted to um, play this because this um, this project that uh, Nana Sula did, which is called A Journey Within, was recorded there in, in Tanzania, Zanzibar. So So that's really, really awesome. And so let me find it, and this is how we're going to go out. And thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Wanda's Picks. And uh, be safe and and be well, and look forward to another edition on Wednesday Pacific Time. I might actually have to switch it to Tuesday Live and Wednesday Rebroadcast because <laughs> I'm teaching an early class, and it runs bumps right into um, the uh, – the, the broadcast, live broadcast. So anyway, so I'm trying to figure that out still. Uh, for those who are back in school, um, yeah, much much success in this new um, virtual learning environment, which is not human friendly at all. And so hopefully you'll be able to uh, to work through this because you know human beings are real adaptable. Um, but but I know it's hard.
Dios. 